0: three junior super friends Wendy Marvin and Wonder Dog Their mission to fight injustice to right that which is wrong and to serve all mankind
1: Episode 35
0: There's already like 7 million podcasts talking Raps, drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap! Gonna to toss it, gonna to taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Culture push over, pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftover. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing There's Pop culture leftovers. Are are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers! Five, four, three, two,
2: one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian.
3: I'm Steve. And I'm Alil. And we're The Leftovers. All
2: right, Steve. You're going to need to speak up just a little bit, man. I can't hear you that good. All right, how's that? Better.
4: Okay.
2: Get in there, man.
4: I'm. I'm as cl- I'm, I'm literally like, my microphone is inside of my body. So.
2: That's disturbing. That's as close as I can get. That's <laughs> disturbing. Hey, Sean. You're back. Welcome back. What up? What's going on? What's up? I hope you don't What's have on? anything inside your body right now. No, I don't do that kind of thing. All right, cool. <laughs> you're, out,
4: you're you're out of the club. You're out of the fucking club, dude.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't call it a club. I'd call it more of a fetish group. But that's oh no
4: no no no. It, it's a club. It's a club.
2: <laughs> Hopefully you don't. Okay, I'm not gonna get into that. All right.
4: Yeah, that, that's that's another topic for another show. <laughs>
2: that's another that's your own separate podcast. Yeah. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. And uh, it's 2014, you're starting the year off right, you're listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. And this episode, since there wasn't a ton of news, we're going to have an extended version of our Good Pop, Bad Pop news, uh, our Good Pop, Bad Pop segment. Since we haven't done that in the last, I think it's been the last two weeks we haven't done Good Pop, Bad Pop. Um, then we're going to have a uh, little bit of news, and then we're going to have our fantasy casting for DC, where we're going to be picking different actors that we'd like to see play different characters from the DC Cinematic Universe, uh, you know, with the casting of Ben Affleck as Batman and Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. We want to get our votes in for who we'd like to see play characters, you know, like Flash, Aquaman, Hawkman, uh, and more, so stick around for that. Um, how How is everybody's New Year so far? Uh, so far,
4: I've had to work every single day of the new year, so not not great. But here we are. So
3: me, I'm, I'm stuck in snow and ice and negative temperatures, and yeah, just. Uh Bundled up in the house. Yeah, dude, I'm right oh, there oh, with I you. Oh, I
4: forgot about that. Yeah, it was it was a, a really cold 65 degrees here today, guys. No, you haven't so.
2: forgotten about that because you've been saying it all <laughs> fucking day, Steve. God, this <laughs> asshole, man. Seriously, wait, 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 it wait, hasn't wait, wait. slipped your That's mind. Cold. Maybe it slipped your mind for five fucking seconds Ready? that you haven't said it, but you said it before right. we recorded. You said it in the we chat all over the fucking uh, – our little chat message group all day today. So it hasn't Six. slipped your mind.
4: 65 degrees. Go to hell. It's old. hot in hell, you
2: son of a bitch. <laughs> I,
4: had, I, I had to take my
5: sweater off today. I got too hot outside. So I'm just saying. Wait, I got a question. Am I <laughs> am I am I am, I a, am I an official leftover yet, or do I gotta wait? <laughs> whoa! whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, Is there, is, is there, is there a thirty day grace period? Whoa! <laughs> you just yeah, you did. just slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> You haven't even gotten the bra off, and now you're wanting to go all the way. What the hell? Always, always. I go all the way all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's steep. Hey, guys. I mean, I honestly, I think, so you know, recording. I think.
4: Too, so. Just, just like, I mean, he waited. He was like, we're going to wait till they're recording, and, and then I'm going to
2: drop. Yeah, him. I'm going to put him on the spot. you so are we
4: talking for like 20 minutes and like nothing, but bam, you hit record, and he's like, so what's up, bitches? We're on the record now. What's going on?
2: That's how I do. No, man. <laughs> I, I honestly, uh, Sean, if you are if if you are down to being a leftover uh a, each and every week, I, I, I'd i be happy to have you. I know Steve and a probably feel the same way. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not Steve, but I know a probably feels that way. Who toss knows?
4: Toss it, toss it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Uh, here, that's here, that's
3: here. the first uh, no, thing
4: I'll fucking toss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing <laughs> no. you've ever tossed. <laughs> Besides, almost human. You're correct. Yeah,
2: you tasted that shit for the first two weeks. Mmm, but it's a solid
4: sit <laughs> now, man. Oof.
2: Ooh, ooh. oh shit maybe that's I crazy. need to change the intro this week to you tasting almost human for two weeks in a row that's what I'm gonna do <laughs> We're getting a maybe new intro maybe. we're getting maybe. a new intro the new intro is gonna be you tasting almost human so you can listen to that shit when you when you pop this in
4: Listen, I just didn't want to make you guys cry. you guys were so in love with it I felt like I was gonna hurt your feelings you're a bunch of sensitive Nancys over there you just I didn't want I don't want to make you guys cry online so
5: well, I thought I thought I'd got a little little hazing or something. You guys maybe tied me up and made me watch uh, Agents of Smash.
3: <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I was gonna bring that up. Shit.
5: <laughs> uh, well, it's all good, man. I, lo- I love to be on, man. Just you know, just call me. And let me know if you re- when you're ready to go, and I'm always here. Thank well.
4: Just tell the listeners, listeners, do you want Sean to be a, a for sure, a leftover? Why don't you comment and, and let us know what you think?
2: Well, if that was the case, you wouldn't be on the show. I got listeners all the time saying, who the fuck I is know, this Steve I know, guy? I know,
4: Well, how about this? How about this? If you guys want me off the show, you can comment too, and then fuck you guys. I'll be gone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a start a war <laughs>
2: All right, my, guys. My birthday was on Friday. I uh, celebrated my 36th birthday on uh, on planet Earth, and uh, I wanted to thank uh, everyone that wished me a happy birthday. There was two <laughs> listeners that did: uh, Michael Cornish and Danny Murphy. So I want to thank you guys uh, for for the birthday wishes, and uh, thanks a lot. I also want to thank um, Jason Canones uh, for sharing his art with us on Twitter very cool um if are any of our listeners want to check out what he's been showing us you can check it out at uh, www.beerandcookies.com very fun stuff a Lil, his artwork almost looks like like the covers to like spider ham those old spider ham comics
3: i know i know i saw what uh, what you what you sent and uh, i thought they were great they were some some really really good uh pictures i really like the uh like that old school like you like you said with the spider It so reminded me of those uh those issues
2: yeah yeah it really did um
5: that's actually a friend of mine actually i told him to uh to do some stuff with you guys because he's actually an awesome guy man
2: that's awesome dude i didn't even know that
5: yeah really he's he's a good friend of mine actually we kind of work together so definitely jason kionis he's he's a good he's a great artist actually
2: okay jason kionis that's how you pronounce it nice Okay. Awesome. That's cool, man. I didn't even know. I I had him in my notes here. I didn't even know you knew him. (laughs) That's (laughs) crazy. Uh, Yeah, but definitely thanks for uh, sending that artwork our way. It was very cool. I've enjoyed that over the weekend. Uh, I also wanted to shout out another listener who has a podcast of his own that I kind of want to just let our listeners know about. Um, uh, It's called The Awesome Movie Podcast, and uh, I've been listening to it for, for quite a while now. Uh, they, they do older movies and, and somewhat newer movies every once in a while. Um, they, they review movies like Aliens, uh, Poltergeist, Dazed and Confused, Dread. Uh, I, t- I think they've done um, Top Gun... A lot of fun stuff, and 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 they do a lot of research on these movies, and they talk about them and break them down, and and there's it's just it's just like three four guys sitting around a table and talking. It's it's really fun to listen to. Um, so I just wanted to shout out Grub, who uh, is one of the hosts at the awesome movie podcast, and you know maybe check it out, check out his podcast, um, you know see if there's a movie in there that you'd like to learn more about. Um, and then Elil, I wanted to share a story with you, sir. Okay. I was at the theater, and I'm I'm waiting in line, and there was a mother in front of me with her two, I think two teenage kids, and I heard her say something so awful and disgusting, I couldn't believe that I had heard it. She said, three for grudge match. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, what the (laughs) fuck? Yeah, that fucking happened, dude. I- I'm serious. Is that serious. A kids'
4: movie? My goodness,
2: it was unreal. I just could not oh. believe that I had heard that out loud in public. Yeah, I I was ashamed. I was ashamed to even be near her. That's kind
4: of like when you're like 17 and you're buying condoms at the grocery store. Like you're super embarrassed. Like you're like super embarrassed to go up there and ask them, Like, uh, yeah, three for grudge match.
2: No, when I was 17 and buying condoms, I was proud as hell. I turned around to everybody in line saying, "Hey, I'm getting <laughs> fucked tonight." I'm getting laid.
3: <laughs> I'm getting fucked. That's yeah. great. I, yeah. I still can't believe it. Made, it made three and a half million bucks on Christmas Day. I saw that on wow. the box wow. office uh, Mojo, and I, I almost vomited. I was just like, yeah. Those those people that spent that those that money on those tickets must be really sad people. That on Christmas Day first that they picked that movie to go to, and second that they have nothing better to do.
5: Okay, well, I got to tell you guys, I actually went not seen it.
3: <laughs> Shut the hell up! Are
5: you serious? Oh, I did go see it. It was so uh, bad. No, it was
1: so
2: bad. save that oh. for your good pop, bad pop. I want to hear about this pile of dog shit.
3: Wait, was it wasn't. Uh. Yeah, I'll I'll wait to ask if it was better than Agents of Smash on uh, uh. on your good pop, bad pop. So you gotta you gotta okay. fill me in. And- <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> that that's that's upsetting. You know, I just get to- done talking oh, well, about you
4: added that you added to that box office uh number there, Sean. Thank I like you for him that. I
5: like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's funny, man. I like Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kevin Kevin Hartson, and I totally forgot
0: that
4: he 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 is funny. Kevin Hart's pretty funny, but but still, like yeah. not funny enough for me to go Sh- spend Sean, precious you, dollars.
0: If you would have just waited a few
2: weeks, you could see him in Ride Along with Ice Cube <laughs> instead of seeing this fucking movie.
4: And, that actually
2: funny. To say that. and that, Yeah, Steve, that actually looks funny.
4: He farts through his heart in the trailer to that,
2: which is hilarious. I, I'm sorry.
5: I, I couldn't... I couldn't. It wasn't my fault. I had to go, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was forced. Wait, All did somebody right. have a gun to your head? All Why right. did you
3: have to go?
4: Forced to the theater? Forced uh, to get peanut, peanut M&M's, too? Like, what? What, what do you mean uh, forced? You were forced to go sit in the theater.
5: Well, I mean, Jesus Christ, guys. I mean, we all have, you know, (laughs) girlfriends and wives and like that, so I had to go. Golly.
4: Well, you're dating someone that forced you to go to grudge
1: match?
2: He's married to somebody that made him go to grudge match. Holy
1: (laughs) shit. Hey, you
2: You know what? You know what? Was it Christmas Day, you said?
5: No, no. I have seen it uh, actually this weekend, actually. Okay.
2: (laughs) All right. So, um... Let's see. Let's move on, because that's embarrassing for Sean. And...
5: Gonna... All right. I just got podcast. God damn.
2: <laughs> 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 Kenneth Tagger, he's a listener of ours, he wants to know how the leftovers feel about the trailer for the upcoming film, Under the Skin, starring Scarlett Johansson. Uh, he says, The trailer looks weird, the director is already established as weird, and the plot sounds disturbing. I'm quite excited about this, and I love having no idea what to expect from a film. So when he told me to watch this Under the Skin trailer, um, I hadn't heard of the movie yet. So what I did was I just did the YouTube search and I watched it having no idea what the premise of the film was. It looked like to me it was a movie about a serial killer who abducts men and then you saw weird things in the trailer, strange lights and something that looked almost like a porthole which made no sense and then I went on to IMDB and then it said an alien seductress preys upon hitchhikers in Scotland. And I'm gonna tell you, I got none of that from the trailer. Totally confused.
4: <laughs> oh, we're, we're already aware of what I thought about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch. I didn't know it was supposed to be secret, but yeah, I watched the trailer. And like I said, I th- <laughs> You didn't know it was supposed okay. to be secret. I didn't know it was supposed
2: to be secret, you son of a bitch. I like, fucking you told you. I me. fucking oh, told you. You said,
4: you said, you said let's I like, said, talk don't talk about
2: it. it until we have fucking record. And then there you are, yapping about it and shit. I, I said, said nothing. Like six words. I said like six words. I didn't drop any spoilers on it.
4: God damn. Anyways, I, I watched the trailer. I'm like, okay, I, I get that it looks like, uh, like it's like something about, a, it has to do with a prostitute. But then I, you said read the IMDb. I went to the IMDb. I read it. None of that came through on the trailer. What the hell?
2: They didn't do a good job of portraying that in that trailer at all. No, it looked
4: like a uh, like a early and a very early uh like Darren Aronofsky like really artsy, lots of weird angles, well, it and like, long takes and Looks like something like and,
2: like uh you'd see at the Sundance Film Festival or, or yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it yeah, looked yeah. nothing like a science fiction movie. So
4: Yeah, yeah, like I went to the MDB and I, I went to the MDB and I'm like, "What is this? The, is this the right movie?" What? I gotta check this again, <laughs> like, because I got none of that from the trailer.
5: What's the fucking? I'm just gonna say, yeah, go the, ahead. The, I gonna say the, trailer from Match, the trailer from Grudge Match looked way better than this shit. <laughs> 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 and I don't know why. Next time, Brian, don't send me anything because that was a piece of shit <laughs> once again. Yeah. Hey, it
0: was. Right. Hey, <laughs>
2: it wasn't me that asked you to watch it. Uh, 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 hey, you want to be a leftover? Well, Kenneth tagger wants to know how we felt about the trailer, so I did this for our hey, listeners. Hey,
5: and I'll hey, say this: a, the Grudge hey, Match trailer. Don't ever, never, never, send Brian any shit like that again because I am upset.
4: <laughs> the Grudge Match trailer had just, Robert De Niro <laughs> with the shirt off, and the Under Her Skin trailer had Scarlett Johansson with her shirt off. So I'm not sure how the Grudge Match trailer was better for you in any way.
5: I didn't no. see Scarlett Johansson without her shirt off. I'm sorry, I didn't she see her on, but she had her
4: shirt off. Like that's Man. still way better than Robert De Niro topless.
2: I don't
5: know. I, I don't know. You I, I don't,
4: don't know. know. Oh my goodness!
2: You know, hey, all you got really was a little bit of side boob from Scarlett Johansson. At least you got to see De Niro topless. Exactly.
5: No,
4: no a little bit of That's side right. boob. Johansson is miles ahead of topless De Niro. What are we even arguing about here, guys? What's happening?
3: We're talking about De Niro's <laughs> nipples. I mean, they were amazing. I think a little just
2: Tupperware to De Niro's nipples. This is getting disturbing.
3: <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, but I'm with you guys. I, I watched the trailer. I watched it like four times because I, I, I didn't know what I was watching. I, you, you saw a guy painted in green. You could see his dick. I'm like, what is this trailer? It, it's just bizarre. And then when I read just a, an alien sedu- uh, <clears throat> seductress, um, I was just like, okay. I have no idea. I think I, I agree with you guys. I didn't get that. I thought I thought it was like that movie, um Wait, yeah. The Watcher oh. with uh, Keanu Reeves because I just saw like a guy like kidnapping women. Yeah. Like in the outback. It's just some kind of like weird little dark, you know, movie and I thought maybe she was the one who was doing that, but maybe it is. Maybe she's an alien who's Kidnapping people, I I don't know. I, maybe this is a
2: maybe this is a good movie, but they didn't do a good job of putting this trailer together. I'll tell you that much. I mean, if it's supposed to be a scary movie, um, which I'm guessing it's like a science fiction horror film, they didn't do a good job of really portraying that in the trailer. I, I that's all I'm saying.
3: Yeah, and I read some of the reviews on here, and they, you know, some people completely hated it, but some people said it was really good. I was actually kind of. Hmm. Kind of shocked because I didn't know what it was. Yeah, you know, you know, especially with a movie like this, that's probably not going to get a big wide release. Yeah, I think in the trailer you want to at least get the get the audience to to figure out what it is to maybe want to go see it. Exactly. Just, if they would have just,
2: just thrown may if, if they would have just thrown like De Niro's nipples in there somewhere, it would have made more sense. To me, exactly.
3: exactly. I I would have gotten at least the movie. Yeah. Votes. Okay, Scarlett Johansson. Okay, she's she's she's,
2: she's alone out. with a guy in a van. Okay, okay. She's gonna kill him, possibly. Okay, De Niro's nipples. Okay, I'm following you. I'm following you. Okay, Scarlett Johansson again. She's walking on the side of the street. De Niro's nipples. Okay, I gotcha. Okay, we're moving. Now I don't. I didn't get any of that. It and it
4: shouldn't be called under her skin. It should be called under De Niro's nipples. Yeah.
2: Amazing. Let's let's make see, that movie. See, Tupperwares. Alright, uh, uh, this is getting weird, but yeah, um...
1: <laughs> I, th- I think Sean. left.
4: Uh, yeah, Sean doesn't yeah, want that- to be on the show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. He's like, fuck, we spent way too much time on De Niro's nipples, I-, I am fucking out of here. Actually,
2: Sean's doing a Google search right now for Robert De Niro's nipples. <laughs> <laughs>
4: He's updating look- the web yeah. image. That
5: was, piece- that was a piece of shit trailer, and... It was just garbage, so let's move on, cause I don't wanna, we gotta stop talking about this.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's move on. Um, I've been catching up on Defiance and I've been loving it, but there's a new show coming out on Sci-Fi on January 10th, uh, which is mm-hmm. a Friday at 10, 9 central, it's called Helix, Um And I just wanted to make sure that we watched this and it was on my radar. But uh, it's something that I'm definitely going to watch. It's from executive producer Ron Moore from Battlestar Galactica. Helix is an intense thriller about a team of scientists from the Centers for Disease Control who travel to a remote research facility to investigate a possible outbreak. Once there, they find themselves embroiled. In a life and death struggle that could spell mankind's salvation or annihilation. So the trailer, I thought it looked really interesting, and we will be reviewing this pilot on the show next episode. But for now, I think we should move on to our good pop, bad pop segment. This is where we talk about what we either watched or read that week that we liked or did not like.
5: Hey Brian, let me let me jump in real quick. I did see the first. 50, I seen like the uh, fifteen minute preview of this uh-huh. of uh, the Helix. Uh huh. It was actually pretty good, damn good, actually. It, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's nothing really spectacular, but it actually looked really good. So I'm definitely on board for it.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that's why I think we need to at least watch the pilot. I, I'm going to give it at least two or three episodes. You know, sometimes the pilots for these shows don't really hit home. Um, a, lot, a lot of the times, the pirates pilots are are recorded like you know six months before these shows are. Uh, are they start filming for the actual show um because they don't know if the show is going to get picked up um so i i usually give them you know anywhere from like two to three episodes before i before i jump off but yeah i, I thought the trailer looked good now you said you saw 15 minutes of the show
3: it's, it's online you can watch it nice uh, i think on sci-fi.com and uh, also i think the pilot is coming out with the first episode i think they're coming out back to back on on friday night oh cool I think it's a a two-hour special or an hour and a half or something. Okay. Um, Because when I went to go set my recording for it, it came up with both those episodes uh, at the same time.
2: Mine did, too, interestingly enough. Yeah.
3: Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll definitely be talking about
2: Helix then next week. It it comes out Friday then. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think Friday's got a special premiere, and then it'll be on again on Saturday and I think on Sunday as well.
2: Oh, wow. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on to Good Pop, Bad Pop.
3: It's time for
0: more
2: leftover reviews with good pop. Bad pop mm. Alright, and then of course, you know, with our good pop, bad pop, we uh will be rating things uh and we do have our own unique uh rating system.
0: The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a wetting if all the leftovers love it then it gets the pinnacle of success a tupperware party all right let's
2: do this since we do have an extended good pop bad pop this week let's let's go one at a time until we run out of things to talk about okay so we'll start off with a lil then myself then steve then sean sound good sounds good and then we'll just alternate until we run out of things all right a you go first what do you got for good pop bad pop
3: all right. Well, I got one. Um, it's actually, a, I think it was like a mini series that I missed when it was initially aired uh, on National Geographic Channel. It's called "The Eighties: The Decade That Made Us." I don't know if you guys have seen this. No, I haven't. Um, it was, uh, I believe, a five-part series, about an hour each. Each episode, they aired it on New Year's Eve all day. Uh, so I recorded them because uh, it was. I, I caught a, about fifteen minutes of one. It was really interesting. Um, And it's kind of basically kind of like the 80s pop culture in a nutshell and how it affected the world and changed the world to where we're at today. And it was really cool and really interesting. I mean, I give this thing a Tupperware all the way. I mean, there were so many things that I didn't know about how pop culture affected real-life politics and things like that. They said that one one of the biggest things I took away from it was basically one of the big reasons for the end of the Cold War was... In Russia, people were, you know, illegally, you know, not stealing our our um, our things, but try, you know, breaking through to get broadcast channels, to get our shows, to get our music, paying through the roof on the black market for our clothing, and wanted to be more Americanized, and that kind of led into the revolution to, you know, end the Cold War, and then eventually all the way trickle down to uh, taking down the Berlin Wall. And I just thought that that whole thing was kind of amazing because it's kind of, you know, I mean, it's what we talk about on a daily basis is pop culture, and you know, just how how you know we 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 do it as fun, and but how it can affect real people and seeing a lot of this stuff. And there was um you know a, a, a snippets about so many different things that were huge back you know when we were all growing up for the most part, and uh, it was just it was just a lot of fun to watch, and it was. It was really interesting and really informative, and I give it a uh, Tupperware all the way.
2: Very cool. That was on uh,
3: what channel was that on? You said it was uh, National Geographic Channel. Oh,
2: okay, nice.
3: Very at cool. At Geo, I think it's you know the hyphenation, but yeah, it was it was great. I mean, one of the funniest things I thought was when they brought down the Berlin Wall. That that New Year's, especially because we're talking about New Year's now, they had David Hasselhoff singing at New Year's on the on the Berlin Wall. I was I was laughing hysterically.
2: Oh wow! Uh, yeah, I remember when the I was really young when that Berlin Wall came down. But I do remember that.
5: You know what's funny? You know what's funny as a little talks about that 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 uh, that show is that. Remember in the eighties they had a movie with John Travolta called The Experts. <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers that. And they they actually went to like uh, they went to like Russia and they had to give like every they were showing everybody you know what the eighties is like in America, and and it, they act like it was like it was they acted like it was a small town. In like Nebraska but that it was funny
3: just how you know what he was saying and
5: that's what the movie was about so that's kind of funny
3: anyway yeah, did that come out in like 80 I think that came out like in 89 yeah I, I know what you're talking about I'm almost positive I've seen it
5: yeah yeah that's. it's just funny how you said that it reminded me of that do you
2: guys want to rate the experts I'm
3: just kidding I, I, I haven't <laughs> seen it probably in 20 years I'm just but kidding yeah. guys shut up bro. I give it a taste <laughs> um, no. or as Steve does 3 out of 5 stars
4: Son of a bitch, I only did that once. Quit
1: it.
2: <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Let's see here. Um, I'm going to move on and uh, keep us rolling here. I'm going to talk about something that's a little uncomfortable, but I think, I, I think it needs to be said. I think this needs to be discussed, and I think I'm going to be doing everybody a favor, favor by, discu- by discussing this, honestly, uh, especially guys that are listening to the podcast. Trust me. I know this is going to be uncomfortable, but please fucking listen to me because you might thank me later. I want to talk about a movie I watched with my girlfriend called Don John. And uh, have you guys seen this yet?
3: I have In not. The a, trailer. I watched not watched it. The trailer.
2: Okay. Hey, Sean, have you seen it? I fucking love the movie. Okay. Okay. Hold up. Hold up. All right. It's written by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, directed by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and it stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Also scar, uh, stars uh, Scarlett Johansson and Julianne Moore and Robert De Niro's nipples. Um, just <laughs> kidding about that. Lesson. Tony Dans is actually in this movie, and he plays Joseph Gordon-Levitt's father in this. And it's pretty bizarre hearing him talk the way he does in this, and he's cussing up a storm, dropping the F word and shit. But it's pretty wild. Okay, now, the first off, this movie, this movie should come with a disclaimer at the bottom that says, Warning, do not watch this with your girlfriend or wife. May prompt questions you do not want to answer. <laughs> this movie, guys, listen, okay? I'm going to break this down. If you if you hadn't guessed by the trailer, this movie deals with masturbation, and I am not talking about a little bit of masturbation, a lot of masturbation,
5: a lot of masturbation,
2: a lot of <laughs> masturbation. At the beginning of the movie, Joseph Gordon-Levitt establishes that he masturbates a lot. And that real sex never compares to losing himself in porno. Um, he has a MacBook, and at one time in the movie, when you hear the startup sound of the Mac, he says that this sound gets him turned on, and it's <laughs> and it's funny because when he throws a tissue away later and it hits the wastebasket, it makes the same sound like a file being deleted on a Mac. Did you catch that, Sean?
5: <laughs> Yeah, man, don't spoil
2: it for nobody. You got to let people know. No, 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 no. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm actually helping people right now. So I mentioned the disclaimer that you shouldn't watch this with your girlfriend or wife. Trust me on this. Joseph Gordon-Levitt says so many times in this movie that every guy watches porno and every guy masturbates to it and yada, 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 that she's eventually going to look at you during this and ask you, do you watch porno? And then the (laughs) follow-up question is going to be, So how many times do you masturbate in a week? So don't rent this as a date night movie or you're a fucking moron, me being in that group of morons, okay? (laughs) I'm just letting you know, if you don't want to hear that question, watch this movie by yourself because this it's fucking uncomfortable but all in all for being joseph gordon levitt's first go around at the trifecta of writing directing starring in a movie i think he did a good job so i had like i said had i saw this movie by myself i give it a taste it but seeing it with your woman it's a definite toss it don't do it not cool the movie deals with masturbation, masturbation uh, misogyny, in a way that doesn't glorify it, but in a way that makes you actually feel sorry for the men that are slaves to watching films in the sex industry, and how it poisons their views on the opposite sex. As for that, I love the movie. Now, I didn't like that part of the movie, but I, I, I loved how Joseph Gordon-Levitt dealt with those certain situations within the movie, and how he made you think about it, um, you know, someone comes into his life at just the right moment and gives him what he needs, and he in turn does the same. And it's not a traditional love story, but it's a good movie nonetheless. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it a strong taste. It I, I really like this movie. Just it should come with a disclaimer, though. That's all I'm going to say. Sean, did you want to say anything I, about it?
5: I actually agree with you. I I, do, I give it a taste. It. But somebody told me not to actually watch it the same way. They were like – you need to watch this by yourself, though. Don't watch it with somebody. Just watch it by yourself. And I watch it by myself. I Smart. mean, I like it, but there's something that I would not watch with, like, a girl dude, <laughs> or dude. a wife. Yeah. Or, uh, anybody anybody of the opposite sex. Fuck no, man.
2: Trust me, dude. Trust me, dude. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm not bullshitting you, dude. I'm like, we're watching the movie. I'm feeling uncomfortable as fuck, dude. And then she turns <laughs> to me. She turns to me, and she asks me these questions. And I'm like, shit. Uh-huh. Shit, here we go. Yeah. Here we go.
5: <laughs> you, you'll, da- you'll definitely get. You'll definitely get the really, the really look. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like really. You
3: do this all the time. <laughs> right, right. So it's like I'm doing it right now. What are you talking about?
2: Part of me, there needs. <laughs> I'm telling you. Part of me is just like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You son of a bitch. You sold us out, motherfucker. You know. But <laughs> yeah, he told. Totally he broke the man code. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He did. All right, uh, Steve. You're next. What do you got for us, man?
4: Um. I knew, I knew that the, uh, the Good Pop, Bad Pop section was going to be pretty big this week, so I narrowed my list down pretty small, and there was really only one thing that I really wanted to put on Good Pop because like, I was so jazzed about it. Um, recently, uh, episode one of season two of The Walking Dead video game became available on Xbox Live, and um, I know that on the very first episode that Dave talked a little bit about The Walking Dead video game, and um, holy shit, I mean, I don't think I've ever played anything as good as this episode. Like like um I mean like in total like a game, it's it's so hard to say like because it was only like ep- each episode is only like a couple hours of gameplay, but it's just like a TV show. I mean, you get sucked into the storyline, you get you get to know new characters, you do things that lead you I and mean, it's a huge cliffhanger at the end. It's just it's crazy. Has anybody here played any of the uh, Walking Dead video games? I know Sean has an Xbox One, so I'm wondering if, if he's played the Walking Dead
5: I, video game. I actually I actually played it actually on my um well well that'll be my next good pop, But um I played it I actually played it on my phone originally, and I actually mm-hmm. really liked it, man. It was really fun. I, I didn't play out the whole game, but I mean I got halfway through it, man, and I was I was hooked. But the only reason I I didn't have enough more I didn't have any memory left or I didn't have any gigabytes left on my phone so it wouldn't load right.
4: Yeah, but it, it would actually I think it it would really be a really good mobile game because it's not a game that's really like based on gameplay. Like it's really easy like the buttons are fairly simple and it's more about making decisions and choosing what you say in certain conversations and stuff like that. It would it would it would uh lend itself really well to a mobile game. So I'm I'm co- I'm glad that you played it that way, but um Oh my god, it's so good! If you like the Walking Dead comic books, it it kind of differs from the show a little bit. I mean, like in the first season, some from the show that you you would recognize, like Glenn and Herschel, But it 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 more is in the comic book uh, universe as, as opposed to the show universe. How the, how those two differ, and oh my god, it's just it's just it's so good because, like, when you first start off, uh, season two, episode one, season two, like it does this whole like menu selection where you select it it looks through your Xbox and and asks uh, if if there's like a save file from season 1 and in mine it found one because I played season 1 all the way through and it found it and it imported it into this season of this game and so like when season 2 started on the Xbox it it was like previously on Walking Dead and it showed like all the major decisions that I had made in my game leading up to this point and then just continued the story from there so, I mean, oh, my God, it's so good. If, if you're a gamer at all, if, even if you're a casual gamer, it's not like one of those games that you really have to, like, dive into and learn crazy controls and menus and all this crap. It's, it's fairly simple. It's, just, it's really a great story. So um, that's going to be my good pop. It's a super Tupperware at this point for walking to the video game. Um, and that, that's that.
2: Cool. Cool, very cool. Um, hey Sean, what do you got, man?
5: Um, well, I mean I picked this up over the Christmas holiday and I mean I, I I'm sorry to say, man, I'm such an I'm such an Apple geek, but I picked up the Samsung Galaxy Note and, and I got the watch as well, and I'm just loving this damn phone to like to, to, to no end. Like there's nothing that this phone cannot do. The only problem I do have with it is like the app store is not as strong as the, as the Apple uh, app store, but the watch is literally I feel like James Bond and, and Tony Stark all in the same <laughs> all in the same thing. like it's, <laughs> it's so amazing and hands down, I, this is pretty much this is something that I'm geeking out for the rest of the year, so that's all I got to say.
2: <laughs> turned into, this turned into tech uh, tech podcast.
5: Yeah, not to get all techy, you know what I mean. <laughs> but this is this is like the, really the biggest thing that I've loved like in a while. Next, Sean's so.
2: going to be talking about how to
3: reformat your hard drive, so stick around.
0: <laughs> stick around, say.
3: Wait, I do have a question for you, Sean. Do you need the yeah. phone to get the watch, or can you just have you the do, watch?
5: You do need the set. You need a, you need a Samsung phone to have it because it's only compatible with the phone. You know, but the quality, the audio and quality is really good and. I love the phone, man. It's, it's I'm geeking out on that thing,
3: so I love it. And there you go. All right. Hey, Alil, what else do you got for us? The Mythbusters. They did a Star Wars uh, episode. I don't know if, uh, if everybody I, got to see that. I got a DVR. I haven't seen it yet. All right. So I, I, I won't ruin it, but uh, I thought, you know, that there was, of course, some, uh, you know, and I know some people posted on the Facebook page about some little uh, snafus and, you know, where they had uh, – Stormtroopers and scout troopers and things like that, but I thought it was a really, really fun episode uh, that they did. Uh, they did three different projects to to prove one was uh, can Luke could have Luke survived in the Tauntaun? Could uh, the Ewoks on Endor with when the two trees crushed the AT-AT? Could that have happened to an armored vehicle? And then the uh, the first one they they did was where where Luke and Leia in uh, Episode Four. When they swing across a little, I guess, canyon or whatever, where there was no bridge, uh, if, if they could have swung across on a little, uh, the, on his belt buckle when he, when he pulled out the, the rope and, and tossed it, could, could that have been plausible? Uh, and it was just a fun episode. It was kind of, you know, I'm, I, I like Star Wars and I'm a Star Wars geek as you know, most people are, I'm sure. And uh, I just thought it was a really good, fun episode. And they also, I, I missed one that they did a, a few months back. They did a zombie one as well. And that was actually aired, I think, a little bit before that, and I recorded. It. They had Michael Rooker on it. And they were talking a lot about The Walking Dead. And they did a lot of fun stuff with that. So, oh, cool! Uh, I really enjoyed that.
2: Did you ever see the? It was like a uh, like a documentary or something, like the science behind Superman or whatever. Trying to,
3: yeah, it was not that was on. Uh, I think that was on. Was it on that? I think it was on that National Geographic or maybe on uh, the Science Channel. Yeah, I think that you know, they've done one with like Superman, Batman. Yeah, Star Trek. I've seen those. Yeah,
2: yeah, those are good too. Those are, that just made me think of that. So, no, oh, those are good. So, what, what was your rating
3: for that? Oh, that that's a definite Tupperware. Oh, well. cool. That was that was <laughs> so much fun. Uh, just to see if you know if, if everything could could have happened, and then I'm not going to give away uh, the results, but it was it was just a lot of fun. That and even the zombie one, I give that one a definite Tupperware as well. That one was a lot of a lot of fun, and just uh, just seeing Michael Rooker there with the guys on uh, having people dressed up in zombies and just him talking about it was pretty funny. Um
2: <clears throat> I uh, I saw a movie in the theater this week New Year's Day. I went and saw 47 Ronin. Let me start off by saying that this movie has been getting and I've, I'm sure everybody knows this movie's been getting bashed critically and and so I wanted to see, you know, what all the griping was about for myself because personally I didn't think that it looked all that bad. So I'm going to say, I'm just going to say, fuck the critics, fuck the haters. I'm going to Tupperware 47 Ronin. Um, so first off, the story is really good. Um, I mean, what I don't think, I don't think it translates to American audiences. I, I don't think American audience understand the thought process of, and I can't say that I do either, but, but, you know, reading a lot of stories and things like that, I can understand a little bit more when it comes to like, you know, their mindset of being a samurai and bushido. I mean, American audience can't relate, you know? So I think, I think they did a really good job of bringing this story to the screen. Uh, I mean, it, it's a story that's uh, been passed down from generation to generation to generation in Japanese mythology. It, it, it's a story that actually happened, but as the story's gone on over the years and the years, it, it's gotten more and more, um, there's more, like, magic and, and, uh, uh, and, and th- unbelievable things that happen to these, uh, these 47 Ronin. Um, The costumes in this film are are gorgeous. The colors of the samurai armors were bright, bold, and and beautiful. It was, Japan looked gorgeous itself. I mean, you know, the mountains, uh, the cherry blossoms on the trees and and the architecture in the buildings, the sets were striking. I can see that they they paid a lot of attention to detail on that. First off, it was just beautiful to look at. Um, the CG, it was lacking in a few spots. There was a CG wolf that looked out of place uh, when they showed him in the woods. Uh, but then they did res- redeem themselves a little when it came to that dragon. I know it, it looked different than it did in what we saw in the preview. In the tra- trailer, I, you can agree with me, A little. It did look like one of those flying parade dragons, right? Just,
3: yes, exactly. That's, that's what, and that's why I, when I saw it, that that was the first thing that popped out to me. I was right. That's what that, that's what turned me off on it. I was just like, that looks really bad. That looks yeah. like you know you got puppeteers just sitting there flying around with just like like you said like the parade dragon.
2: It did. It it did, and the colors were really bright and bold, and then like the background was really dark and dreary, so it, it looked like green screen magic come to life in that trailer. Now I'm not saying this was fucking smog. But I am saying that it, it looked very cool. The movements that it had were like – it was like an underwater eel that was floating in the air. It was attacking. It breathed fire. Um, it, it came to life. It was very cool. The character design of that dragon was cool. Um, I liked it. It, it, it. I'm not saying it was perfect, but I'm saying it was a lot better than what we saw in the trailer, little. A lot. I, better. I, I, I
5: actually, I actually loved it too. I went and seen it myself, and I actually liked it too. Tupperware two for me because I didn't. I had no problems with the movie. It was actually pretty cool to me. So I, I, I agree with you, man. I actually liked it. You know. The yeah, yeah. Of, uh, good, everybody was so.
2: complaining that it was like slow in certain parts and 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 things like that. I, I, but, I mean, the supporting cast in this was awesome, too. Um, yes. <laughs> the, the, one of the villains, uh, Tadanabo uh, Asano, he played Lord Kira. He was a fucking dick. Y- y- you hated him this whole movie, and I think that's what makes a good villain. And yeah. it's somebody that you want to see get it in the end. Like, just get it hard, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, totally agree. The movie also had uh, Rinko Kikuchi, which we all loved her as Mako Mori in Pacific Rim. Uh, she played a witch in this, and she damn near steals the show every time when they let her on the screen. She was amazing. Hiroyuki Sanada, he was in The Last Samurai, and then he was also in The Wolverine. He was really good in this. Uh, it also had Kerry Hayoruki Tagawa, who played Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat, the movie, back in the 90s. He played Shogun uh, Suyanoshi, and then uh, one more person who was in the movie. Sean, did you notice this one took me off guard? It was Getty Watanabe who played Long Duck Dong in Sixteen Candles.
5: No, I didn't. I didn't. You didn't that see dude, him. I, I didn't even know he was. No, uh, I didn't even pay attention. Yeah,
2: yeah. Getty Watanabe. He played Long Duck Dong in Sixteen Candles. He was in this as well. You know,
5: but you know, as you you talk about that, uh, the Rico, uh, what's, what's her name, Coochie? I don't know how to pronounce it. R- uh,
2: Rinko, Rinko Coochie. She was in yeah, yeah.
5: She, she is, you know what, honestly, I'm going to say she was actually really good in Pacific Rim, too.
2: Oh, so no, 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 no doubt about that. She was amazing in Pacific Rim.
5: She's going to be, a, she's an upcoming actor, like, for real. Like, she's really good in this movie, too. So, honestly, like, it, she needs to get a really good role. Like, she needs to be a superhero maybe soon or something. I don't know, but. She was really good, so I can actually, yeah, I, I like her. So
2: you guys have noticed I haven't said anything about Keanu Reeves, uh, and, and the reason is because it, it, he was not the highlight of this movie. It really was the supporting cast. He was good in this. I'm not saying he was he was bad or subpar, but I think yeah. there, I, I think he was just a part of this movie. The, the movie's called Forty Seven Ronin. And he was just one part of this movie. He was very good in it, though. Uh, there was romance, but it wasn't too sappy. And, and that's what I'd expect from a movie that's dealing with love and being a samurai. Um, it's about Bushido, like I said, a code of honor, the samurai. And, and I don't think American audiences understand that. but. I'm going to give this a Tupperware rating and I will be owning this on Blu-ray when it comes out. it's a beautiful film. It's underrated. It I think it only made 9 million on the first weekend. It's sad. I think this movie cost over 200 million. Um hopefully it'll do better overseas. I don't know if it's, you know, being uh, I don't know when it gets played in Japan, but
3: um, it, it's it's out in Japan and it's actually not doing well at all. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Yeah,
5: the, budget, the budget was 170 million. So oh
3: wow. 100, yeah, one hundred seventy five for the budget. It's made domestic thirty two, overseas so far it's made fifty one, and in Japan it's made less than three million. Wow, wow. And it released in Japan on on December sixth. Yeah, that's 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 uh, nineteen
2: days before it released here on it released here on uh, Christmas Day.
3: You wow. know why you know why I think it
5: didn't do well? I think I honestly think it was probably Keanu Reeves, man. Like people aren't really sold on him like that. But I mean I thought I thought he was good. Like it didn't bother me at all. Like, I don't know about really, that. Like uh,
2: our audience is sold on uh Charlie Hunnam? You know, Pacific Rim did really well. Yeah, but the R- director too kinda kinda um, I think people I mean, are sold on I think people in Japan are sold on big fucking robots and big fucking monsters.
5: <laughs> well yeah, that too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right, Steve, do you have anything else for us, sir?
4: Yeah, I got I got one bad pop for this week. I saw a movie on Netflix. I was scrolling through Netflix the other night looking for something to watch, and I happened upon this movie that starred John Travolta and Robert De Niro. Once upon a time, these two guys headlining a movie would mean big business, but this shit was on Netflix, and I had never heard of it before. It was called The Killing Season. Has anybody here seen this movie?
3: No, I've heard of it, though. No, but did did yeah, you see about. Robert De Niro's nipples?
4: No, no, but you did see his, kind of inside of him for a minute. It's, it's, anyways, uh, this movie was terrible. It was just terrible. Like, it had no idea what it wanted to be. Like, it started off, and it was like some wilderness movie, and then it turned to like a buddy movie, and then it went to like a revenge movie, and then it went to a torture movie, and then back to a family movie, and then it was a wilderness movie again. It had no fucking clue what it wanted to do. It was all over the place. And at the end, nothing fucking happened. At the end, the only outcome was one of the guys has a limp. Spoilers. But what the fuck? What a waste of time. What a complete waste of time. You know who directed this movie? Mark Steven Johnson. So I remember putting it on, and I, and I started it, and as soon as I saw his name, I was like, oh, shit. Not again. Like, the Daredevil and Ghost Rider guy. Like, what can he do with a non-superhero property? I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll, 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 I'll check it out. What a complete waste of time. If you, if, if you haven't seen this movie, you're lucky. If you have, I'm sure you're right there with me. What a waste of time. Killing Season toss that shit get it out of here don't waste your time that's my bad pop
2: yeah it's like uh, sometimes you do wonder like what can these guys do with a non comic book property and you know I give Shane Be- Shane Black a lot of shit for Iron Man three, but I fucking mm. loved Kiss yeah, Kiss yeah. Bang Bang. I fucking love yeah. that movie.
4: Yeah, that movie was great, but he tried to put that same narrative into a superhero film, and it just didn't work. No, it Iron didn't. Man three was a complete mess. And like, well, I mean, Ghost Rider and uh, Daredevil were a complete mess too. But I mean, like, like this guy, people are giving him money. Like, they're actually giving him dollar bills to make.
2: Shit. Do you remember the part in fucking Ghost Rider where I thought it was, like, going to get cool? Like... There was the part in Ghost Rider where Nicolas Cage meets up with Sam Elliott and Sam Elliott, you know, and only that Sam Elliott voice says, you know, let's ride together or whatever as riders.
4: Yeah, there was that quick scene where yeah. there's the a horse with the fire and the monster yeah. with the fire. And I, was like, I was like, this shit's rad if it was on mute because they put some dopey-ass Western music behind it. But I'm like, other than the music…
2: Yeah. It, now, cool. if they, okay, if they would have had some badass music, I thought like these fuckers, they're going these fuckers are going to fucking ride together and they're just going to ca- like raise hell, like fucking like Sam Elliott's going to be like with Dalton again kicking ass in that fucking bar in Roadhouse. I thought this is going to be awesome. But none of that happened. They just fucking no. like they just like drove down the block and then that yeah, was it. They get, they get All right, I'm I'm done with you now. Done. I got yeah, to I gotta promote a Dodge Durango commercial or something.
4: That's the end, of my ride. Same as the end of my ride. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? You just got to the bad guys. What good are you? Get out of here.
2: I was oh, yeah, man. I was ready for them to like kick ass together and ride together and and kick ass, but no, it was just like okay, they just went on like I don't know, like like two old yeah. men you know, riding Park their Stephen Harleys Johnson. down the road.
4: Mark Steven Johnson is kind of, like, in the same field as Brian Singer. Like, he was one of those first directors to get right in there in the comic book industry, like, in the comic book movie industry. But he fucked it up twice in a row. And, like, Brian Singer did also, but, like, he's still hanging around here somehow um, for Days of Future Past. But Mark Steven Johnson has obviously been kicked out of that comic book camp. And he moved into... I mean, you've given John Travolta and Robert De Niro, okay? So let me tell you this right now. John Travolta cannot pull off a Bosnian accent for two hours.
2: I've always Stop wondered it. that, too. I have always Stop wondered it. that, too. That, that, oh, that has man. kept – thank you, Steve. That has Stop. kept me up at night. Can John Travolta do a Bosnian accent? And you have okay. finally answered that for me. Thank you.
4: He, he cannot, I'll tell you. So uh, anyways, let it go. I mean
2: – You know what, I, you know what he Steve? He Steve I doubt that motherfuckers have even been to Bosnia.
4: He probably hasn't. Fucking poser. Beard. You know what? His beard is offensive. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck you, John Travolta and your arrow. you son of a bitch. Wow. Steve,
3: I didn't know you were an expert on Bosnian accent. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> it's, it's not that I am. It's just that I can see. A, I can you. Oh, my God, watch it. It's almost like funny, like listening to him talk, because at one point he gets drunk, and he tries to do a Bosnian accent drunk. And it's just like, it's crazy. I'm like looking around like, Am I really watching this? Is this really happening? Because this is supposed to be serious. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's happening here. Uh, terrible, terrible movie.
2: All right. Hey, let's terrible. move on. Hey, Sean, you bought a new Kodak camera that you'd like to tell us about.
5: Uh, yes, I did. And um, <laughs> that was about in the eight, It was in the 80s. <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking.
2: No. How many megapixels? Now, no. Um, Sean, do you have anything else left for us in Good Pop, Bad Pop?
5: Uh, no, nah, actually, uh, we can move on. I don't All have
3: right. anything else. All right, Alil, back to you, sir. All right, uh, This is going to be me the whole time? Um, New Year's Eve, Sony did a big thing with Spider-Man. They had given out to, uh, looks like I think it was almost 10,000 people, little uh, mitts, Spider-Man's picture on the palm. Uh, they did a big segment on Good Morning America with, I don't know if it was, I think it was Andrew Garfield, but Mark Webb was there with, you know, a stuntman in the Spider Man outfit. They did a lot of, uh, scenes with him on the, uh, on the ball, uh, hanging up. And, uh, they actually showed a, uh, another trailer, a 30 second clip, uh, at New-, at New Year's Eve in Times Square on the, uh on, uh, on the broadcasts. Not all of them had it though. I recorded all of them and were sifting through them. Like, I, I guess, uh, online you could have seen a lot more of it. They did a lot of interviews and stuff, but I, I thought it was kind of cool. Not that everything was good. The, the, the thirty-second clip was just about everything we've seen. Uh, maybe a few seconds here and there, more of some footage of of him battling Electro in Times Square. Um, but it, was, it wasn't anything that you know that that was as cool as the, uh, the, the the first trailer had showed us. But what I what I thought was cool about it was the fact that they put this push out for the movie to kind of uh, you know, especially doing it at a time like New Year's Eve. I mean, every every channel you turned on that was in New York. People were waving to the cameras, and there you go—you see Spider-Man's little hand, uh, Spider-Man's head floating around over there. and That's my my son kept screaming at the at the TV every time he saw it, and uh, I just thought it was kind of a pretty smart marketing uh, plan by Sony to do that. And uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if I could really give that a rating. I just thought it was kind of a cool idea um, for the thirty second trailer thing. It was, it, you know, that was a, a tasted. It wasn't anything special. Um, but I just thought that the whole uh, marketing blitz for the movie, getting it out there before the big Super Bowl commercials, kind of doing something like that for it, I thought that was pretty cool.
2: That's thinking outside the box, man. You know, especially with uh, you know, Spider Man being such a staple in New York in the comics. And, oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's really smart marketing. And if you're thinking about you know, your New Year's Eve, a lot of memories are made on New Year's Eve. And, and Spider Man just became a part of a lot of people's memories. If you think about it that way, so maybe that'll get more butts in the theater once uh, Sony's ready to launch this movie this uh, this coming summer.
3: Yeah, I was really hoping he was going to be hanging from the ball as they dropped it, but that didn't happen.
2: Yeah, that yeah, that would have been cool as well. No, that's very cool. Hey, uh, Sean, I got a chance to see uh, The Wolf of Wall Street yesterday, based on your recommendation, sir. Would you think? Okay, before I talk about the movie, I did want to point out that The Wolf of Wall Street has set uh, the new record for uses of the F word in a movie. Uh, (laughs) According to Wikipedia, the F bomb is used 506 times in this movie. The previous record holder was Spike Lee's Summer of Sam that dropped it 435 times. So... In the spirit of the movie, I'm going to give it a fucking Tupperware.
5: <laughs> ah, my man.
2: <laughs> so on a, on, a, on a Facebook post uh, of my ticket stub, uh, I, I posted – post, yeah, on Facebook, I posted a picture of my ticket stub for Wolf of Wall Street. And, and one of our listeners, Joe Vital, he comments on it and says, it's, a, it's fucking awesome you will fucking love it have a great fucking time at the fucking movie theater and then I respond lol I heard it fucking set a fucking record for the fucking F word (laughs) Joe Vitale says are you fucking kidding me no fucking way I say I'm just fucking telling you what I fucking heard (laughs) then Dan Hunter says fucking best movie of the fucking year then Jenny Doll says my brother and I saw it last night we fucking hated it
5: (laughs) (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh,
2: man. But in a movie, I mean, that could be a little too gratuitous when it comes to, you know, sex, drug use, the use of the F word. I think Scorsese actually pulls it off with a very compelling story, great acting, funny scenes, and really good pacing that never leaves you looking at your watch. Um, I mean, what is so good about this film, too, is that it takes it's time for it to all come kind of crashing down. You know, uh, the
0: good,
2: I don't know. So the the good times where he's living it up and he's making his millions on Wall Street, that goes on for quite some time. That was like one of my complaints, I guess, when it comes to like Goodfellas. I love Goodfellas, but I want to see more of the mobsters being mobsters and like, you know, uh, living the high life. I mean, you got to see it, but I wanted to see it played out a little bit more. I, I just, I find that shit intriguing. Um, and so, this movie right. it goes on for quite some time, and I am just drawn in and sucked in and It was just amazing how these people lived uh, because that 's what honestly made this movie so compelling is just seeing how rich and powerful they were when they were at their top. Um, I mean Would you agree, Sean?
5: Fucking, I am so in agreement with you. The The best scene in the movie was the Lamborghini
2: scene, though. Please tell me Oh, shit, the dude. The Lamborghini <laughs> scene was awesome, man. That was great. You know, th- number one, I'm going to say, like, ever since I was a kid, like, the Lamborghini is, like, my favorite sports car of all fucking time. thought it was amazing. And, yeah, that Lamborghini scene was great. Uh, I also like the Ron <laughs> – this little small shit, dude, the Rob Reiner, the equalizer scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was funny, too. That, that was, was funny, funny as hell, dude. Uh, the midget toss. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, they, they used to do that shit at the strip clubs here in uh, Springfield, Illinois. They used to, like, on Tuesday nights, they used to have a midget toss. You just you got the midgets, and they're, like, wrapped in uh, – oh, I should say little people. I want to be PC. But you had the little person toss. And they had them in like what, what, uh, Velcro, and you toss them onto these dartboards, oh. and that that was actually a real thing. And they did that in the movie. Did you notice his uh, his first wife in the film? It was the actress. She's pl- the actress. She's playing uh, Ted's wife in uh, How I Met Your Mother.
5: No, I didn't. I don't actually watch that show. Okay, but no. She's
2: I- the she's the she's the woman that they chose to be his wife. I'm thinking. I can't believe that they chose her, she must be a pretty good actress if they chose if chose her in a Scorsese film. I'm like, that's pretty cool. I loved... Kyle Chandler was great in this film.
5: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, jo- Jonah, Jonah was really
2: good. Jonah Hill. I love the jo- the Jonah, Jonah Hill? Hill scene when, when him and John Bernthal are fucking going at it. And he's talking about that... Do you remember the, oh, em- yeah. the Emperor of Fuxville scene? <laughs> yeah, don't spoil it, though. First. I'm not, don't I'm, not I'm not, I'm not. That me saying emperor of fucksville nobody's gonna know what the hell i'm talking about until they hit until they watch that movie yeah. um and then uh yeah. what the 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 uh the quaalude scene the the c- cerebral palsy phase <laughs> and then
5: <laughs> that was a, that, yeah that was the Lamborghini scene that was so oh funny, my god
2: man. and then the Popeye scene right after
5: Oh, my God. Was that not – that was hilarious. <laughs> I, it, it, I, I, didn't really, I didn't really think it was going to play out like that. But it actually no, played out
2: like that. It was that. brilliant. The, <laughs> the movie was brilliant. It's one of those movies that's so good that when you get done watching it, you go home on your computer and you do a search for how it actually played out. Like I was watching like videos of the actual dude. That Leonardo DiCaprio was playing. And, like, is th- did this really happen? And, like, how did this go down? And, like, what is this guy doing today? And and it was just crazy. Yeah, I,
5: yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So I got to give I'm it a, I, I, It was fantastic. I got to give it a Tupperware. So I'm glad you liked it. I, I, I'm glad you liked it. And I'm glad you told me that it was good because I was going to let this one slip through the theater, Sean. Oh, thank
5: God. <laughs> thank God you did.
2: I'm happy. Good um, a lil. Did you have any more good pop, bad pop, sir?
3: Uh, yeah, well, I have one that's kind of crosses over both. I was a big community fan. Uh, the the Dan show on uh, NBC, huh? and it appeared this past Thursday. It were two episodes. I'll start with the good pop. The good pop was uh, the actor Danny Pudi who plays uh, Abed. They had in the second episode they had uh, he was taking like a film course and it, the the or it, was, it was like a three day course and the, the course was. Nicholas Cage, good or bad. And they had to figure out if Nicolas Cage was a good or a bad actor. I don't know if you guys watched this this week.
2: No, I, I don't watch Community. Um, I watched the pilot episode, and I wish I would have stuck
3: with it, because I heard it got better. It did, and it seems like... It, I, I'm going to keep watching it, and then I'll go back to my bad on it. But like that part of that episode saved the second episode for me, because it was hilarious. Uh, the character Abed, he... He's kind of like uh, he's real big into the movies, and basically he lives out like the entire series so far. You know, every time anything uh, anything happens or anything, he references a movie, a TV show, and all this kind of stuff, and it's really hilarious. I really like that character. Um, so basically, the the teacher told him to watch, you know, I think it was three or five Nicolas Cage movies and come back. Well, instead, he watched every single Nicholas Cage movie. And basically made all these charts and everything and couldn't figure out if he was a good actor or a bad actor and it was just hilarious
2: that does sound um, funny actually the, the only other episode I've seen of uh, community was the uh, the Dungeons and Dragons episode which I loved
3: oh yeah yeah that was that was a good one too but the bad was it just you know that the first episode when they brought the cast back and, and tried to steer the, the show in a new direction it was just boring. And for a season premiere for a, 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 you know, an established show, I really kind of found that I, I, almost didn't watch that second episode right after. I almost just turned it off and went, to go do something else. Um, it was, it was just boring. And I, I just, I'm hoping they bring the show back in, in, into a good direction with the cast. But, you know, if it wasn't for that 10 minutes of, uh, the Nicholas Cage jokes, you know, for that whole hour, I think
1: would have. <laughs>
0: These beats are so
1: fresh.
2: Hey, we're back. Um, Yeah, I just had a little bit of technical difficulties there. Hung up the uh, phone call, uh, the Skype call, and we're back now. Hey, Lil, you were talking about community. Did you want to finish that thought?
3: Yeah, I just wanted to wrap it up. I mean, if it it wasn't for that little segment with with Nicolas Cage, I probably would have tossed both episodes. I really enjoy the show. Um, I've, I've been a follower from... From episode one, I, I I'm a fan of Joe McHale. I you know uh, Danny Bo- uh, Danny Pudi and Donald Glover. I think really really good. So I mean I'm going to keep giving it a try. I mean that that little it gave me hope. Just that little segment with uh, with the joke on on Nicolas Cage. So I'm going to keep going with it. I mean I, I'm giving that first episode a toss. At the second episode of the season, I'm going to give it a taste. It but uh, that's what I got for that.
2: All right, cool. Um, I have one more thing before we. Uh before we talk about uh, our news segment. Um, I watched a trailer this past week for what could be the most epic movie ever made, but it needs your help. It's a Kickstarter for a movie called Kung Fury. Have you guys heard of this?
3: Yeah, I've seen it.
2: Okay, and oh my God, does this trailer look amazing. It's from Swedish director David Sandberg, uh, who also stars in the movie. It features a kung fu cop from the 80s, That travels back in time to kill Hitler, but instead travels too far and meets a Viking woman who introduces him to a 500-foot version of the Norse god Thor. The action is over the top and crazy, and it's hilariously awesome. Uh, So I have an audio clip from the movie that I'd like to play real quick, if that's cool with you guys. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. A Kung Fu Renegade Cop I don't want to hear it Kung Fury I've just been to City Hall You just destroyed an entire city block For Christ's sake I quit Now he must defeat the most evil Kung Fu Master in the world Adolf Hitler A.K.A. Kung Fu Hitler He's the worst criminal of all time When did you kill him? I can hack you back in
1: time To Nazi Germany Just like a time machine
2: Guys, that this I'm telling you, you need to watch this trailer. Um, I'm
4: thinking we need to review this for the show. Well, I mean, right? I'm I, I in agreement here?
2: No, totally. We totally need to do like a like a like a special episode where we go over this. Sean, are you still with us, man?
5: Yeah, I am. I'm actually watching the trailer right now.
2: Okay, yeah, that's what I want to do, guys. I want to I want to stop the podcast. I want everyone that hasn't seen the trailer. I want you to watch it right now, and then we'll come back and I'm going to talk a bit, little bit more about this Kickstarter. Okay. Alright. Alright. <laughs> All right, and we're back. And everybody's had the chance to watch Kung Fury, uh, the trailer uh, that was on Kickstarter, whether you saw it on YouTube. Uh, But um, yeah, uh, here's the press release for the film. Uh, even even, Even though the film takes place in 1980s Miami, the whole film has been shot in Sweden and Norway. David Sandberg started this project over a year ago. Driven by a strong will, love for the 80s and action movies to create a unique movie. He took $5,000 of his own money that he put in, uh, that he put it into the project and started shooting whenever he and his friends had time. This has taken him to a finished trailer and enough material to create a 30 minute long film that he hopes to expand into a full feature film. Kung Fury takes place in a variety of exotic locations, 1980s Miami, Asgard, and Germany in the 1940s to name a few. With a limited budget to work with and the fact that most of the film was shot in Sweden, most of the scenes were shot against a green screen backdrop, which meant that all of the environments had to be recreated digitally. The advantage of shooting on green screen is that it doesn't require expensive sets or locations to shoot. It is very simple and only requires a small crew, which helped a lot in keeping the cost down. However, once you're done shooting a movie like this, there's a massive post-production phase that requires a lot of time and effort by talented visual effects artists. At the start of this project, David did all the visual effects himself. As the project has grown, he's been getting some help from friends at times and also an intern who's been working closely with David for the past three months. This film was shot entirely on the Canon 5D, with the exception of the slow-mo scenes, which were shot with the Sony FS700. David has now teamed up with Academy Award-nominated producer Matthias Fellstrom, who shares David's love for the 80s, A Kickstarter campaign has recently launched for the movie. If successful, the 30-minute film will be released for free online in six months. Now, guys, if you want to help – okay, first off, what did you guys think of the trailer? I want your reactions.
4: Holy shit. I mean they brought the power glove back. You're great already just from that. And and the end scene, the the money shot with him riding on the dinosaur, the Viking chick. Oh my god!
2: Oh dude, no, the, I, I fucking loved it from the beginning. Like this movie had my heart from the beginning. Like when the when the the bad dudes kicked up the skateboard, <laughs> the, the police oh, yeah. police car goes flying in the air and they're blasting it with M16s, and then he comes flying down the road with the red bandana in the in the red Ferrari.
4: Jumps on top jumps of, on top of while the on while
1: airborne.
2: Yes, <laughs> while airborne. Starts blasting these guys. This movie ah. looks amazing. It just looks fun, cheesy, and amazing. Looks like something you'd want to like get drunk and watch with your friends. Like on a Friday night or something.
5: Now, you want my pick- <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? Come on, Sean. Don't shit on this. Come oh, on. Okay,
5: wait. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. I give it an A for effort. The guy put an effort into it. I respect that. I this respect is not no. Love. This is
2: not a fucking Scorsese film. This is not supposed well, to be no, like
5: Wolf I, I, of Wall I, I Street. I, I, I respect. I respect. I respect his love for the eighties. I respect his, you know him trying to get something done. But at the same time, do you guys really give this? Like I can't give this. And this is. Uh, this is. I'm not gonna shit on it, but it's not great either. Like, are you kidding what? me? This is what? horrible. This oh. Is horrible. Oh my gosh, man. Why, why would you waste five thousand dollars to do that? Like, okay, I'd like to see it. I would like to see actually a really good. Like, you can do so much with that, and it just. It, I, I hated that, man. I'm sorry, guys. Like, you ain't getting get my Kickstarter love. Fuck that. Oh man, I thought it was hilarious.
3: Wow. I thought wow. it was hilarious. What did you think, Lil? See, man. I, I loved it, man. I can't. Man. I can't stop laughing at it. I saw before you, you know, you brought it up. I because I uh, my my wife was uh, into doing some stuff on Kickstarter, and I, I I just started clicking on things, and I saw this thing, and I started laughing hysterically. And the thing is, is I know it's bad. It's so bad that it's good. And Absolutely that's what's funny about it. I mean, it's just not
5: good. Bad. It's, that's, it's that's, that's so bad. It's wait,
2: so wait, 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 wait. You guys are talking at the same time. Okay, Sean, go ahead. <laughs>
5: It's so fucking bad. It's not even good. Like it's it's funny. It's it's funny because what we're looking at is like, oh wow, this is all CG. I think this is all green screen. You can tell. I mean, there's there's things that were okay, but nah, man, I'm not. I'm not. No, sorry. All right, go ahead, y'all can go, but I'm done with this one. This is. I was saying it's, it's
4: trying to be bad. That's the purpose. That's the goal. It wants to be that. That's what it's trying to do. And that's that awesome. Bad.
2: What's funny is the fact uh, that it's just a ridiculous parody of action movies. It takes everything that we love about action movies and just turns it into 100% cheese, and it's hilarious. That's what I loved yeah, about this, it.
4: This isn't going to be like a, a, like a $30 movie ticket. I wouldn't pay no D-Box, you know, 3D price to see this movie.
3: Well, but, it's not going to be released I mean, in theaters. It's yeah, not, it's that's not, what I
4: mean, but, but, it, but, it, but that's not what it's trying to do. Like, I appreciate it for what it is.
3: Now, yeah, um- Sean, wouldn't you watch this on Netflix or anything just to laugh at it? I mean, that's what it's for. Oh, no. I mean, the dude's going no. back I- in time to fight Hitler and Nazis because Hitler's still alive. I mean, it's it's just this crazy oh. off the wall premise
5: cost that shit times two. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, there you go. There
2: you have it. Wow. All right. I was not expecting that. Um, if you want to help them, if you want to help the movie, you can pledge on Kickstarter.com. Uh, for thirty dollars, you get a Blu-ray of the film. Uh, for forty dollars, you get a Blu-ray and a Kung Fury T-shirt. Uh, they sold out of these, but for two hundred dollars, you could have gotten your name or nickname in the film written as graffiti in the movie um i so would have dropped two hundred dollars just to see pop culture leftovers written on a wall in the film i I guarantee Mm. i would have done it i would have dropped it uh for six hundred dollars you can be an extra in the film but you will need to fly out to sweden uh for a thousand (laughs) for a thousand dollars you can be credited as an associate producer now the granddaddy pledge of ten thousand dollars will get you a major role in the movie as kung fury's ex-partner your name will appear on posters covers credit rolls and other cool places they will provide your travel and accommodation for the shoot and the official premiere now the film on kickstarter has 19 days left and as of this morning its initial goal was two hundred thousand dollars uh, and it has already hit two hundred and twenty one percent of its goal with four hundred and forty one thousand seven hundred and sixteen dollars as of this morning
3: yeah, I think they, they updated their, their goal now to a million.
2: Well, that's a stretch goal. Now, yeah, yeah. the initial goal was $200,000. they have hit it, so the movie is going to come out. Now, they have a stretch goal, so they'll you know be able to add more and more perks to the film as they go along. And if they hit that million dollars, which it seems likely that they might do that now with 19 days left, and they're almost halfway there, um, this is amazing, guys. Sean, I'm not embarrassed to say, man, I dropped thirty dollars on the Blu-ray yesterday. So
3: can't wait to see
2: this movie, man. I was just
3: about to say, I think I would, I think I'm going to do that. If I had ten grand, I would probably go be in the movie because I think it would be just that hilarious.
2: Yeah, dude, it's fucking hilarious, man. This shit's funny, dude. That shit's funny. That
5: fucking funny, man. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that shit is funny man that shit is funny when he's on top of that fucking fr- it's so fucking 80s everything's fucking 80s in this th- it's like it's like it's like a fucking episode a crazy episode a regular show dude yeah have you ever
5: seen uh, have you ever seen Jim Cotta <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> from the 80s yeah I've seen Jim Cotta oh, That's,
4: That's Jim Cotta oh, uh, yeah. it's, it's not so this, like Jim Cotta
3: this,
4: this is gonna be better than Jim Cotta Sean Hamilton, this is going
2: to be better. Than this I want our listeners to All check right. it out. Go to Kickstarter. dot com. Do a search for Kung Fury, um, and check it out. It, it's 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 funny. Uh, don't listen to Sean. He I don't know why he's got. To, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you, apparently, apparently everybody else has been digging it, man. Because two hundred and twenty one percent of its goal as of this morning. A little, I'm sure it's even gone up since then. So yeah,
3: it's, it's at four hundred forty four thousand five thirty five right now.
2: Yeah, so it's gone up. It's gone up about three thousand dollars since this morning.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I respect. I respect what he's doing. though. I'm not. I'm not dogging that. It's just not something that I would actually waste thirty dollars on, Brian.
2: <laughs> i actually man honestly if i had two hundred dollars and they still had that uh they still had that uh put your name in the movie thing i totally would have said yeah my my, my nickname is pop culture leftovers because i would have loved <laughs> to seen that shit in that movie that would have been that would have been that would have been hilarious so Alright, let's move on to our news segment. Um, let, you guys, let's talk about the big news first. Uh, they announced, uh, finally, we got some Star Wars news. They announced Star Wars spin off movies. Uh, starting in 2016, which we all knew about that. You know, after Star Wars Episode Seven drops in December 2015, we were supposed to get these uh, Star Wars uh, standalone movies, um, the solo movies. Uh, one movie written by Lawrence Kasdan and Simon Kinberg was revealed by John Schnapp, who's best known for his work on Venture Brothers and Metal- Metalocalypse. He told AMC Movie Talk that the Kasdan film is going to be a Boba Fett film. He said, quote, One of them is Boba Fett. It is. I know. I know for a fact. I will never reveal my source, but it is the one written by Lawrence Kasdan. Um, No director is attached yet. But uh, I'm going to ask you guys what would you guys like to see in a Boba Fett film? Um, You know, we've seen his origin in the prequels. Um, You know, what do you want to see? what do you want to see do you, do you want to see him pull himself out of the sarlacc pit and possibly be introduced into a future star wars film like episode eight or do we want to show more of him as a bounty hunter before the episode uh the the events of of episode four and then and lastly my question would be uh who would you like to see cast as boba fett
5: um for me i'm gonna jump in here first um it doesn't really matter who they cast because Boba Fett is just really—he's uh, just in a suit anyway. So no, I mean, you really don't. We like, saw him. we saw him. He's in a the clone pre- anyway, so you're gonna.
2: Yeah, we saw him. I, are they gonna cast the same guy from the the prequels? I mean, I don't know how I don't know how you want to have a whole movie revolving around a guy in a mask, in a, in a helmet. Excuse me. He's got to take it yeah. off at some point to emote and and to talk and I, I just. I, he, I know he's a beloved Hold on character. That, Hold
4: on that, Brian. Dread did it pretty well.
2: Yeah, but you still got to see his mouth. I mean, you True still that. got to see True his that. mouth, man. I, 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 but also, I want you to think about how much money... I love Dread, but how much money did it make? I know it's a Star Wars film it's going to make a ton of mo- ton of money, but, I mean, even then, you, you want you want to be able to have the character emote a little bit. I mean, if he's your oh, yeah, main character.
4: They're, they're, they're going to try and stay canon, right? So, I mean, if they're going to try and stay canon, then they're going to... Have to uh, cast someone that at least resembles the clones from the first from the prequels, yes, right? That's
5: that's where that's where that's where you that's where you get messed up at. You're like, well, do you just keep them in a mask the whole time? Which I actually don't have a problem with being in a mask the whole time and, and him being a bounty hunter the whole time either. Like, I don't, I'm cool with that, you know. So I, I don't really care about who they cast as long as as long, I mean, I say, hey, keep the mask. That's what we're all used to anyway. So why not just kind of. Keep it like that. You know, I, I he can, just, they can have like you know, some regular actors in between, but you know, just keeping the regular guy. I, I like it, liking with the mask on. So,
3: I, I just think it's go. weird going back to even my my Spider-Man spinoff, thinking that, that they're going to have a whole movie focused on a, I guess, a villain. I mean, I, I, I the only way I, I, this could work, I guess, to a major audience. I know he's he's a huge character; he's so popular. But I mean you, you need something to go against. You need him to to be able to to fight against somebody or do something. There's got to be some kind of plan or plot or something he's got to be able to do.
2: Well that that, that okay, um, do you want to see him do you want to see this like do you want to see him like did he die in the sarlacc pit or do you want to see him come out of the sarlacc pit? Did you want, or do you want to see like what happened after episode four? Where do you want this to pick up? I mean, where are they going
3: to go with well, this character now? It's,
4: it's, it's going to have to pick up after that, right? Because I mean, if they're going to do episodes seven, eight, and
3: nine, that doesn't matter. They can do prequels. No, they, they can do. Yeah, th- I think this. But is, uh,
4: that's what I mean. Like, are they going to have these these solo movies like going alongside the same timeline as the the next three? They don't have to. They, they, they don't. They don't have to preface prequels. it that way.
2: They can do whatever they want to. Honestly. You know, they, if they were talking about doing a Yoda movie at one time and we've heard rumors of them doing a Yoda movie, well, we're not going to watch ghost Yoda. I mean, we know he's dead. We're not going to watch a ghost Yoda movie. We'd be watching like a prequel, like his origin story. So, I mean, they could do whatever they want to with Boba Fett. I think the big question is like, you know, like, are, is it going to be, you know, the events of after him falling into the Sarlacc pit when, when, when Han knocks him in there and is he going to be a good
4: place to start? (laughs) you know like that'd be a great place to start is him getting out of that
2: so
5: well you have to remember too also like if they're if they're gonna do that then Mm -hmm. i mean shit like I I, now i'm thinking about it i'm like that is really a hard that's a that's really hard because either you're gonna have him come out the pit or you have somebody just pick up his helmet and take over that boba fett role
2: but Uh, people won't people won't go for that. that yeah, that's that's hard. Man. I think I think uh, what they need. I, I think it is too. I, I think it's well, I well, I mean we've seen his origin story with you know I, I think I think it'll be the events after, you know, uh episode, you know, the the Attack of the Clones, what we've seen yep. in episodes two and three. I think it'll be him a few years older. Um I would personally would like to see them cast Joseph Gordon Levitt as Boba Fett. Um, just a few years older. Um I think he would be perfect for the part. Um, And he's just masturbating the whole time. I knew you were going to say that. I was not going to do it. I was not going to say it, but I knew somebody was going to. uh, I'm glad you did and I didn't. But,
3: yeah. I'm with with you. I think it's – I don't – I was literally – I'm watching Return of the Jedi right now. It's on.
2: You're watching Kung Fury again. Shut up.
3: Well – Kung Fury's on my computer. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when he goes into that pit, I, I don't I don't see him coming out. I mean, they blow up the ship. There's all these explosions. I mean, I think for the most part we all think he's dead. I don't I don't want them to pull a, a Halloween H2O here where Jimmy Lee Curtis killed the wrong guy or they somehow bring him back to life. He, he somehow survives this thing, which he shouldn't have. I think this is more of a story of telling how he became this you know, this bounty hunter, this top bounty hunter, that's that's gonna have to be the story. I just think it's kind of a an odd story to tell.
5: Yeah, you know what but you know also what also they can do? They can also just play that off in they can the next Star Wars movie they can just bring another Boba Fett because there was what? Django Fett, Boba Fett, and they can just bring in another Boba Fett. I mean it's not that hard.
2: Uh, yeah, nobody's clones need, were there, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't nobody well nobody's gonna have his same origin. I mean, even though they're all clones, I mean
4: yeah, he was the only one that was allowed to grow naturally like, yeah. at, at, a, at a natural rate. And so hit, hit, you can't just bring in another one. Like if you're going to do a Boba Fett movie and you're going to try and please Star Wars fans, he has to be the Boba Fett from the
2: movies. Boba Fett is it, a beloved character in the Star Wars yeah, universe. That's
4: and, one of the most prized, like a little, you know, action figure wise, like Boba Fett's oh top God, of the yeah. list.
2: Well, know, that, that's like, like, a, I mean, Boba that's Fett
4: a, is a pop culture
2: icon. That's like what happened with the Dukes of Hazard in the 80s when, like, the Duke boys left and then they brought their cousins in. And everybody was like, these aren't the Duke boys. This is bullshit. That'd be like the same thing here. Yeah, I just yeah. compared uh, Dukes of Hazzard to Star Wars. Get it's over exactly
4: it. Exactly. Like if you're going to do another franchise based off of Star Wars, like, the first thing that comes to mind is Boba Fett. Like that's the very first thing that comes to mind is Boba Fett, and he could be an, an entirely new franchise. Like they could branch him off and do his own.
5: He could have sequels and all that shit. I mean, he's that popular, but that ma- but but that makes no sense, though. Like, why would you want to do that? Like, you, you're pretty much pulling the past shit and Money. then bring, and, but then bringing it into like a new like it make that makes no fucking sense. Like, why are you gonna bring a whole different like y- y- you're pretty much. Using the old world shit that you already had and bring it into something new, which we both we all know that the old world shit from one, two and three was garbage.
2: Do you know like I want to I want to believe I want to believe that my Boba Fett is resourceful enough to fall into the fucking Sarlacc pit and be able to find a way out after yeah, all the fucking dust. Death. Yeah, after, it was a bullshit death that my Boba Fett is resourceful enough to fucking make this Sarlacc pit fucking cough or something and spit him the fuck out.
4: And not only that, but like, and here's here's another reason why they'll do it because me and and a million other people would love to see someone in a Boba Fett suit doing kick ass shit for two hours.
5: But once That's again, it. that makes no, <laughs> but it makes no fucking sense. Why in the fuck would I bring back a Boba Fett character? Why do you just don't bring in a new Boba Fett character and bring him into and bring him into the new Star Wars films? That makes it makes well, no not- sense. They're not it makes, stars. For the they're, past
2: they're, for the they're, past, they're, past they're, thirty they're, years, nobody has emotional attachment to somebody coming in there and filling the the, the sho- filling the shoes of Boba Fett. They want to see Boba Fett. They don't want to see you know yeah. uh, fucko Fett come in there. Nobody wants to see fucko Fett. We
5: want to see, but you don't have, but you don't you don't really have to make him. You don't have to make <laughs> you don't have to make him fucko Fett. But you can still make him <laughs> Boba Fett. Still, it, it there there's so many ways that you can do it without going back in the source material. You can bring him into a new world. Like it's, it, it, I, I it would just, it was a first, strong first, first, of all, first of all, one, but first, first of all, one, who the fuck is, he, who the fuck is he bounty hunting? Cause there's nobody left. Like there's nobody really left from that. There's from a
4: that huge era. universe. Who well guys, guys,
2: guys, we, guys, we <laughs> don't, we don't necessarily have to sh- even show the events after the Sarlacc pit. Okay. We could just be like, okay, episode three is ended. Now, now, now let's show, let's show Boba Fett a few years after. You know where we left off with him in the prequels, and then it, we, it could be a it could be a Boba Fett in his twenties, and, and then we could learn more about him that way. And I think that's where they're going to go with this. I, I think we're kind of off in, uh, talking about you know what happened to him after the events of the Sarlacc Pit, and I think we've actually fallen into a pit ourselves by talking about that because I don't think that's where they're going to go with it at all. I, I think we're going to see well, a you younger
4: his pit, Brian. huh? <laughs> I'll tell you this, Sean, you just put... like Kung yeah. Fury. I disagree with you. I disagree with you about Kung Fury. I disagree with you about Boba Fett. I think Boba Fett would be an awesome solo movie.
2: It is going to be an awesome solo movie. It's going to happen. I, I think. I think. I, I do think that he has. Uh, I, th- I think that he is in the know. I do. I think that that uh, Schnepp is in the know, and I think we're going to see a. It Boba Fett movie. It makes sense.
4: It makes sense. A Boba Fett movie. It makes sense. We already know there's confirmed solo movies happening. A Boba Fett movie makes sense.
2: People have been talking about having a Boba Fett movie for years. He's a beloved character. Everybody loves Boba Fett. We want to know more about him. He's very mysterious. Uh this may be a good thing, it may be a bad thing if he doesn't live up to those expectations. So And plus um,
4: it's really fucking fun to say
3: Boba Fett. Yeah,
5: it's it's fun to say Boba Fett, but fuck that shit. I don't I don't agree with it and <laughs> I'm not I don't I don't
3: I don't care. They just released the title, it's gonna be called Star Wars Origins Boba Fett. That's
4: not that's not very good.
3: No, well, that's the, only thing, <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of because they're going to have to go back, and that's where they're going to start it. There's no way they're starting it after Return of the Jedi.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. Unless they're going to, unless they're thinking about bringing him back for Episode Eight. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's just going to be we're going to see we're going to see Boba Fett in his twenties, and, and and I have no problem with that. I think that'll be a fun movie to see. I, I want to see a movie with him. And, uh, I want to see a movie with him, just like coming home after a day's work, taking off the helmet and interacting with people, maybe, like, hanging out in Mos Eisley and, like, you know, kicking some ass and killing some aliens and shit. I would like to see that I'm movie. So, but do you want so to
3: stupid. turn him yeah. into, like, the good guy? Yeah.
2: It's, it's stupid to see him hanging out yes. in Mos- Wow,
4: wow. Oh, see, you stupid. asked, I remember I what, you asked at, the, at the beginning, funny. you asked if you, were, if you were officially a leftover.
5: <laughs> and
4: since then, you've been shitting all over all of our opinions. But
5: I can't. i, can't, I, I y'all my excuse. I can't. I can't agree with zona Like that. that, that no, I, hear just, you, I hear you. I hear you. Like I can't. I can't agree with it, man. It's just not. It makes no sense. Like just bringing a new fucking Boba Fett and call it a day. I, you're you're still hung oh. up. You're
2: still hung up on the fact that we're talking about the events after the Sarlacc Pit. It doesn't have to be the yeah, events it. after the Sarlacc Pit. We don't have to bring in. A, we can show the original Boba Fett years just a few years after where they left off in the prequels show him in his 20s and how he and how he went through and 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 uh, became the boba fett that we knew and then at the end of the movie you can leave it off closer to episode four
4: yeah i mean i mean the last time we saw him in the prequels he was having his bruce wayne moment you know he was sitting there holding his dad's helmet i mean that's that's the beginnings of some crazy shit right there
2: Okay, but I think for the fans that do want to know more about Boba Fett, I think this could be a really cool film. And if they do it right, if they do it right, and they've got the right guy behind it with Lawrence Kasdan, hopefully he's got a good feel for the character. Uh, he hasn't made any, he hasn't made any really good movies lately, so I'm hoping he's still got the juice. The juice is flowing. The writing juice is flowing. But you know, I, I, it'll be it'll be an interesting movie. It'll be interesting to see where they take the character. But uh, I, I have no problem seeing a Boba Fett movie. I'm glad that they, they. I'm glad that they announced a Boba Fett movie and not a Yoda movie.
4: Yep, not a Jar Jar Binks movie.
2: <laughs> all right, all
5: right, we'll we'll, we'll, all, we'll all hold this one then. <laughs>
2: no, I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna give it a taste it right now. I'm gonna give it a taste it. I, I'm I'm not gonna give this a full blown Tupperware because yeah, I think they could totally fuck this mu- th- this one up. Um, you know, sometimes you don't want to pull back the curtain too much on these characters because once they reveal too much, it can take away some of the cool mystique behind the character, and uh, that's what I'm worried about here. But on the flip side, I think if they did it right, it could tie in really well with what they already have established for the character. So it could go either way, but um, I think that I think they've, they're doing the right thing with getting Lawrence Kasdan and Simon Kinberg in, involved in the project. So I'm all for it then.
1: All
2: right. Um, then we
3: had uh Alil, you didn't really get to elaborate. What do you think? <sighs> I mean I, I, I'm still confused on on everyone trying to do movies based on villains. On um, where that conflict's gonna be. I mean, who do we root for? I mean everyone's a fan of Boba Fett. Everyone
2: But is he really a villain? <laughs> he's just he's just he, he, he basically he just works for whoever's gonna pay him.
4: Yeah, I don't well, see him true, as a but, villain. But, I see more of him as like a mercenary. Like he, he, he give him a, a fuck, paycheck, he'll a do villain. whatever the fuck you want. He's uh, a villain trying to kill the good
5: guys. He's a he's a, he's a villain. <laughs> he's
2: he's, he's a,
4: getting paid to. He's a man he's with like a job. He, it, yeah, he
2: has no he has no like allegiance. His allegiance is the almighty dollar or imperial yeah, credit or Jedi whatever the fuck you want to call it.
4: it. He'd be fucking fighting off, uh, uh, you know, he'd be fighting off bad guys. He goes
2: where the money is. Well, I so mean, I, if, 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 they, if, if, if 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 same thing with fucking uh, Han at first. Han was a fucking he- a villain at the beginning of the movie. Han didn't give a shit about. No.
4: It. Yeah, seriously. Han was dealing. He, Han was buddy buddy. That's with, what made Han a
5: badass.
4: Yeah. See, see, Han and but Boba see, Fett were probably partners uh, back in the day. That'd be a cool movie.
3: <laughs> no, I I agree with you. I mean Han. I mean he was you know. He was supposed to be, you know, basically dealing drugs or whatever. And that, that's, what, that's what he was smuggling. But he had an arc. If they do a prequel on this, we know Boba Fett's arc. Because, you know, he basically dies in the Starlight pit doing what he's doing. I mean, so where is he going to go? That, that that's I guess that's my question. And that, that would be my problem. And I guess that's where I, I'd have to see what, what their plan is for this. I mean, are we going to get... Just him going out and and like you said, hanging out, and then you know picking up a job here and there, and seeing what those jobs are. I mean, he's not like a spy, so it's just a, it's just a little confusing that this is the first movie that they would put out in 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 the in the spinoffs. I mean, again, I didn't want to see a Yoda movie. I don't want to see yeah. a Yoda movie, but
4: that's the thing. Like when you're talking about spinoffs, like I don't see, I don't know what else
5: would work. Hmm. Han Solo
3: and Chewbacca. Han
2: Solo and Chewbacca. No, I agree there. Gosh. I want to. I want to see a Han movie. A Han Solo. I
5: guess, but
4: the, but like, the yeah, casting you already got Han and Chewbacca in those in the in the original three. Like he got a lot of Han and Chewbacca. Like a, a Boba Fett movie is like a whole new thing, like a whole new experience. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I'm more excited for Boba that. Fett. And maybe and maybe what they would what I what I would would hope they would do is that they would bring in enough new characters in Episode Seven. That, that would be the spin off. There'd be some character in Ep seven that we can go into this new into this new universe with or this updated universe with this new you know, where we're going with it. Guys what about I think it? that that's what it should be. But I mean I understand this is where the money is. I mean, especially with Boba Fett. I mean, just like Steve was saying, I mean, he is you put Boba Fett on anything, it will sell and sell through the roof and people are yeah. gonna go and buy it. And that's but the problem, I think, is is going to be, I mean, we're going to have, you're going to have the Star Wars fans, and you're going to have those big-time fans, but is he going to, is that character going to appeal to everyone? Per- not Sean.
4: A, yeah, well, Sean, Sean, okay. Sean won't go see that shit. And th-
3: that's that's, that's no, my no, concern. I-, I, don't, I don't want them bringing <laughs> out this movie as their first one of these spinoffs and having it hit hard and fail. Exactly.
2: What do you guys think about like a Knights of the old Republic movie? That's what I would want to see
1: yeah
4: not, not, yeah, see that's what I was hoping for more than a than a continuation onto the original series anyways, but that that's just opening a whole new chapter of shit yeah,
3: yeah. i'm I'm with that. I would rather have that because then again you you can establish new heroes, new villains in in the universe we've already heard about. we've heard these prior tales you know in passing. And it's something you can build off of and have, you can have your expanded universe movies off that easily. You can then have a movie based on this character XYZ because we saw him have a bit role in, you know, a of, you know we call it Knights of the Old Republic and, and go from there. But I, I just think it's just, I mean, I, I love Boba Fett. I have a, a bunch of figures sitting behind me right now of Boba Fett. But do I think it's going to be a? Do I think that should have been the first movie out of the gate after episode seven? No.
2: Now, Sean, are, are you worried about them tarnishing the character of Boba Fett? Is that what your fear is, or you just don't want to see any more Boba Fett? You've seen enough. You're done.
5: That's that. That's my that's my one issue is don't what, stop trying to like stop it. Like it's it's over. That those episodes are gone. Give me new. Sh- I need new shit. The fans want new shit. We don't care about that old shit anymore. If, if they wouldn't have mentioned the Boba Fett movie, no one would have gave a fuck. If, if you would have brought a whole new Boba Fett in, then you be like, oh shit! Now we can branch off into another into another uh, uh, Boba Fett movie. I'd rather not. To if they're not number. gonna
2: if they're, if they're not gonna have original Boba Fett. I don't even want to have him bring in another Boba. Fett. Yeah, and, and, I, and
4: I think it's I, I think it's arguable that, that people don't like it. Like, I mean, the Mandalorian symbol is like just as big as the Jedi or Sith symbols. Like when you see like decals on cars and stuff. Like, I mean, I've seen yeah. more Mandalorian symbols everywhere than I do Jedi or Sith shit. Like, Boba Fett is the only guy that wears that symbol in the in, so far in the in the Star Wars universe, like like cinematic universe. Like, he is responsible for that. He's, well, huge. He's, he's huge. He's arguably, like, one of the biggest characters in the Star Wars universe. Of course he's going to get it. I, I don't
5: know. No, go ahead, so, Sean. I, uh, go I, ahead, Sean. It. I totally agree with you, but at the same time, if you brought in a new... No one no one would care. Like, it, it wouldn't... Like, see, so you guys are bringing it up now because they already mentioned it. But if, if they wouldn't have said anything, and they brought in a different Boba Fett kind of character, y'all would not have cared, believe me. Y'all would not be like, oh, shit, this Boba Fett can do a lot more than the other Boba Fett could do. Because you know, because you know, that's what they're going to do anyway. They're going to make this Boba Fett, you know, do a lot more than what you know the original Boba Fett from the original movies did, anyway. Yeah, you So if, you brought, right, it, if right. you brought it into a new world and you and you gave him the same things that he had, and just gave it a different name or you know a different Fett. It wouldn't have mattered. No okay. one would
2: have cared. Okay. You know what Let, I mean? uh, yeah. No. I totally get what you're saying because like we saw R2D2 do shit that he didn't do in the other movies. Like he's flying around and shit and all this other stuff. You know. Exactly. Yeah. I, I see. I see your point. I do see your point. But I don't want them to slide another Boba Fett in there because it's like kind of like biting off the same thing that like oh, okay we got rid of Darth Vader. We got dar- rid of you know uh, um, all these uh, Darth Maul. Uh, oh. They slide more Sith in. More Sith makes sense. I mean, you're always going to have more Sith. Um, But, you know, okay, now now we have to have another Boba Fett in there. We have to have another Fett. Um, Just, I guess, guess if we didn't have a Boba Fett prequel, I I, I wouldn't want to see another Fett in the movies. I think they should just leave it. But, uh, you know, it sounds like they are going to make the movie. Uh, I'm just hoping for the best because I don't want them... I I, I side with Steve in that I think there's more story to be told, but I also side with um, Sean that I don't want them to tarnish the Boba Fett that we've grown to love now. Does that make sense?
3: Exactly, yeah, I I agree. What they should should do is incorporate this, and it shouldn't be just a Boba Fett movie. This somehow should have been a Han Chewie versus Boba Fett movie. I think that movie would have worked. In every capacity, if we can get, you know, we got him as the villain. We got them as the as the smuggler starting out. We've got them clashing, and we've we've got some kind of turmoil between the two of them because they knew each other. In the original trilogy. Do you think
4: that's yeah, they what... they you, never explain hey, that. They never explained that properly.
2: A little. Do you, think, do you think, honestly, that's maybe what this could be? Now that you've mentioned it. Because seriously, guys, think about it. They call mm-hmm. the movie the Sinister Six, but we all know that it's not going to be the Sinister Six fighting amongst each other. It's not going to be the Sinister Six fighting against somebody else. It's going to be the formation of the Sinister Six, and I, I think it's going to be Spider-Man teaming up with someone uh, to go against them. So could this Boba Fett movie just be kind of like a uh, as as uh, just kind of like a like a trick to get us more people talking about it uh, and build up some hype? Could it be like what you're talking about a little? Could this be like um, Han Solo and Chewbacca versus Boba Fett?
3: I, it, I, it could be. I mean, just like we were talking about, like you said with Spider Man. I mean. It's the only thing that really would make sense, and maybe you're right. Maybe by them just naming a Boba Fett movie, they think that they've got it all, and they can put this under the radar. They don't have to have everybody trying to figure out who's going to play a young Han Solo, you know, and, and and worry about that. They can kind of just just throw it out there. It's a Boba Fett movie that we're going to see Boba, and we're going to get you know more of him and his origins and his you know. I mean, we we got his main origin, but we didn't get him from from that point where we picked up. Jango's helmet to the point of him in um, a new hope. So I mean that that's what we're gonna need. And yeah, I mean that, that could definitely be it. they're pulling the wool over our eyes, and you know they're gonna they're gonna bring something awesome. If they did that, I would be I would be clearly on board. I you think know. that would be a great way to go with it. Yeah. I think you've got a good story to tell there. You've got uh, a history there. We know, you know, especially we know things about Boba Fett that he. You know, that he um, he hunts Wookiees and things like that. I mean, he's got the the Wookiee braids on his, I think it's on his helmet. Um, So, I mean, yeah, it would work. I think that would work so much better.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that's the only way it is gonna work. Honestly, since we've been talking about this, I think at the beginning is like I was kinda like like man, I can't believe Sean's like shitting all over this. He hated Kung Fury, he hates this now. I'm actually siding <laughs> more I'm actually siding more with Sean if they if they make that movie that we were talking about earlier, just like you know, just strictly Boba Fett. It doesn't make sense now that I'm thinking about it. The more that we talk about it, the more that we talk about it. And I think that's what I love about this show is like we talk about these things and, and you get to hear them. And and I, my thought process has totally changed on this now. Like I don't think a Boba Fett standalone movie would work. You're
5: <laughs> now, crazy.
3: Now that You're I think crazy about would it, work
5: perfectly. I don't. I don't think it would. Crazy.
3: <laughs> uh, like I said, I don't think it would work without the other character yeah I mean, yeah just like you know and i understand where sean was going with i mean yeah. and i agree if, if he was if this was following episode six and he's coming out of the pit and you know i i don't i don't know if i would completely agree with that at all i don't think i would buy it at all or if you know we're just seeing him grow up and he's he's our hero of the movie and they somehow i don't i don't, I don't know why we would i mean i understand why the fans grew for him i mean like my my favorite character in in the whole Star Wars saga is Vader. I love Darth Vader. He, but he's the bad guy. But again, and we saw in the original trilogy in the in the in the prequel trilogy, I didn't care for Anakin Skywalker. I didn't care to see how he got there. I really didn't. I really was disappointed with those movies. Um, so I don't want them doing that to Boba Fett. But if they can do something good with telling a story where it's got some of the characters we have and and it it builds on some of the mythology we've got. They don't have to go in too deep. I don't need to see him brooding. I don't, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't need to see Boba Fett begins. I don't need to see that. But if you get a good story and you've got a good hero around it because he is the villain. He is a villain. You know, that's what he is. That's where he's portrayed. I understand Steve, you know, he's a bounty hunter. You know, he's a villain and that that's it. I mean you you you're put two people on two sides. He's not on the good guy side.
2: Sean and- Sean, I think Sean just wants to see new stories, new characters, but like th- that's that, that creates a problem with these solo movies because it, it, they can't really have these solo movies tie in with the new ones when you think about it. Um you have to kind of go from that the the well of the past, honestly, don't you? I mean
4: I think we I think Not. we just need to wait until we hear more. Like we know that there's gonna be seven, eight, and nine, but we don't know anything about the solo movies other than that one of them might be about Boba Fett. That's really all we
5: know. So I mean But let's but let's, let's let's all be honest with ourselves though. You know that they're gonna bring in some type of Boba Fett bounty hunter kind of character into that Star Wars realm because once you got a bounty hunter, you always gonna have bounty hunters, you know? So it's it's you know, it, it's it's okay for them to bring it for me. That's just for me, though. It's okay for them to bring in a new a new Bubba Fat because I, I want to see a new Bubba Fett. I don't want you to destroy the old Bubba Fett that I love, You know what I mean? Bring, give me something new. Give me a new Bubba Fett that can do new shit. Give me a Bubba Fat that I can do shit that the other ones could not do. That's what I want to see. And and and, and you, and know, you, you is,
2: avoid tarnishing the old one is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah,
5: yeah. There there is there is kind of a bloodline if you think about for the Bubba Fetts anyway. Cause you started off with Django Fett, you got Boba Fett, and now give it to somebody else. Maybe, maybe Boba Fett had a family. (laughs) Like I don't know. I'm just saying. Like you gotta get, you gotta. I'm I'm
2: seeing a mailbox with the Fets on it, (laughs) and it's (laughs) it's got it's got. (laughs) No, I'm not gonna go anywhere. I'm gonna shut up.
4: So much fan art. So much fan art can be made from this episode already. Boba Fett begins the Fets. Oh my yeah. god! But, so many good, cool fan but, posters. But no,
3: and, and I agree with you, Sean. I mean, you're right. I mean, they should pass the torch down. I mean, we get we, you know, we didn't have we didn't have Boba Fett in the prequel trilogy. We had Django, you know, and he was similar, but he was different. And then right. you know, you had Boba, and yeah, definitely there could be somebody else. It could be another Fett. It could be a different kind of bounty hunter. It Doesn't have to be a Boba. Uh, or, I'm sorry, not a Boba. It doesn't have to be a Fett. But you know they're always going to have bounty hunters. There's going to be always different. They could focus in on somebody Good just point. as cool as Boba Fett and and make him for this new generation of movies.
2: Maybe Han, maybe Han yeah. felt guilty about knocking Boba Fett in there, and so he took care of one of the little clone babies and raised them. <laughs> and <then> they found.
4: <laughs> but Chewie got jealous. Chewie it's like was jealous of the little Fett.
2: Uh, it's it's truly has turned into a space opera. Um, I don't know. We could talk about Star Wars all, all night. Let's move on. We'll talk night about uh,
1: hours,
2: yeah. yeah. We'll talk about Thor: The Dark World. It hits Blu-ray and DVD on February 25th, and we finally have the title of the one-shot movie short that will be included. Um, remember, we had Item 47 that was in the Avengers, uh, followed then by Agent Carter and Iron Man th- Iron Man 3. The new uh, sh- one-shot movie is called All Hail the King. Um, I'm going to explain what I, I, you guys, do you guys have any thoughts on what you think it could be? I'd like to explain what I think, what it might be. Oh yeah. Right. Okay.
4: I don't know who wants to go first, but I mean... Okay,
2: now remember, if you're listening, this could contain spoilers for Thor The Dark World. I don't know, d- depending on where you guys are going to go with this. So if you haven't seen it, fast-forward uh, about five minutes or ten mm-hmm. minutes. Who knows how long we're going to talk yeah. about
3: yeah. this.
4: <laughs> fast-forward
3: an hour and a
1: half
2: yeah. later. Into <laughs> so if we're still talking about Thor, just keep fast-forwarding. Um, I, I think, the guys, the most obvious is that it deals with the extra project that Ben Kingsley shot with Marvel um drew pierce the writer for iron man 3 he recently tweeted uh belated happy new year people oh and hashtag all hail the king so i personally i hope that this will be a scene where the real mandarin reveals himself um maybe ben kingsley's character trevor slattery knows more than you were led to believe in iron man 3 or it could just be uh you know more stupid humor about his character just a humorous take on uh, just a day in the life of Trevor Slattery or something stupid like that. Um, but, it, it, guys, if you need more proof that the short was filmed, uh, more proof that the short is about Ben Kingsley and the Mandarin, th- it was filmed in August and September, and that was right before Ben Kingsley told the media that he had filmed another project with Marvel. And then if you go to the Marvel wiki page and search Trevor Slattery, for the f- the first thing it says is quote Trevor Slattery was a struggling British actor once said to be the toast of Croydon due to his performance of King Lear. So that's why I believe um, that the most the most obvious thing is going to be that. Uh, you know something to do with Ben Kingsley, and it's it has to be with his character of uh, Trevor Slattery. That that's what I think it is. Now I don't think that it deals with Odin and where he is. Which well, no,
4: because they don't really don't include one shots that are like directly related to the film that it's released with. You know what um, I mean? No, like not uh, not Iron Man three had a Captain America one.
2: Yeah, but I mean, Avengers had Item Forty Seven, which directly dealt with the the Chitauri and and so not necessarily true you there
3: yeah I completely agree with with you there with you there Brian this is I mean we because we heard about this months ago and I knew it was gonna it was gonna turn everyone because when it came out to all oh, hell the king everybody who saw Thor assumed right there was gonna be about you know the the Odin Loki thing that happened at the end of Thor uh, but this is definitely that, and that was the first thing I thought of was, uh, was when he was talking about, cause they talked about it in Iron Man 3, cause I, I have seen it more than once, when he talked about his, uh, his stage, uh, his, what he was best known for. And that was the one thing that popped out, uh, that stuck out to me, and I thought that this was gonna be something with that, and this is gonna be something that, that either introduces the Mandarin or maybe puts more, puts more on, Trevor's plate, and maybe maybe there is more to him than than what was let out in Iron Man, and maybe it was—I don't want to say smoke and mirrors—that he was acting because you know he clearly you know he was clearly working for Killian, but maybe he has something up his sleeve going forward, or maybe there is a a, a real Mandarin that uh, that's going to show themselves. But yeah, this is definitely going to be about Iron Man three.
5: I'm going to say if. If if they, if they make him out to the Mandarin, I'm going to say fuck Marvel and fuck Iron Man 3 and fuck Shane Black for them fucking it up the first damn time. Yeah. It's, because Agreed. It, it's, Agreed. It, it's, it's really just them trying to clean up their bullshit if they, if they really do that because they know they fucked up on Iron Man 3. and They're just trying to clean up their, their oh shit, we know we should have actually made him the uh, the Mandarin from the beginning. Man, fuck Marvel Studios if they do that shit. And I'll, I'll go buy the DVD anyway, but still, fuck them. No, you're, yeah, we don't. You're, want, we yeah. don't. We don't want
4: to croak, crack open that Iron Man three crypt again because
2: no, it's I'm just, just all saying, kinds I'm... of
4: negative <laughs> from that.
2: You know, I mean, I know a lot of people are were hoping that. You know, and it does sound like if, if you don't know about the whole, you know, Ben Kingsley filming with them, it, it does sound something like it could be, deal with Odin. You know, maybe it could have been like people were thinking maybe it's oh, we get to see Odin in the prison. And then, then the, the title All Hail the King would actually be kind of like a mockery from Loki's point of view of Odin, you know, All Hail the King. But I also thought like this is a long shot. But uh, what if it was just a short dealing with one of the nine realms, Muspelheim, in which they deal with the fire demons and all hail the king actually means the ruler of uh, Muspelheim, Surtur. And that could be like the lead into like Thor three, um, but uh, I, I don't think it's that. But I was just trying to think it, think of it from all angles. But I, I, I agree with Sean going back to the Iron Man three, like if if that's what they do. Because d- do you guys not agree? Like they were worried about how they were going to portray the Mandarin. They didn't want to portray the Mandarin uh, and be racially insensitive, because. The character is kind of dated and and, and it is, is kind of racially insensitive. So they, they did it in a way to where they cast Ben Kingsley and were able to pull this off as kind of like a uh, a new terrorist. And they did a great job. And then spoilers, when they pulled away the veil and you saw him for who he was, that kind of ruined the movie for me. Agreed. And so <laughs> they had their way to set up the real Mandarin to be this scary force, this – this, uh, this real dominating villain, they had it, they, they, they nailed it and then they stripped it. They totally stripped it. And then they gave it to Guy Pierce. and, uh, yeah, I didn't appreciate it. I didn't appreciate it. I didn't think it was clever. A lot of people thought it was clever. Yeah. It took me by surprise. I didn't see it coming, but, but it was, it was, uh, I don't know. It just did not sit well with me and, and it took me out of the movie and, and um, I, I did not like it, and I have not seen the movie since.
5: Neither have I, and if that's just them. If, if they're going to clean it up, they're just pulling the wool over our eyes because, they're like, oh, you know what? We, you know, we did a good job, and you know, we're going to make him into the Mandarin now to make you guys all, you know, be happy.
3: Fuck man, fuck. Marvel I don't think it. they're. I don't think they're cleaning it up. I mean, they've, they've talked about it afterwards because they, they, Marvel Studios. There was an interview. I can't remember who did it. I'm, I'm trying to remember and. and I know they they were talking about this and they said that this is the way they were going to go with it. There there's there's no change to the Mandarin in this. And I don't I don't think they're gonna I don't think this is gonna go back and be like, oh here's the real Mandarin or or, you know, Trevor really was the Mandarin or whatever. I, I do think it's gonna be just a little twist, just a little bit. But just like all these things are, they're little you know, few minutes here. I mean a lot of the earlier shorts were just Colson on the way to the on the way to Thor's hammer where he was at the gas station. It was you know, or uh, the one uh, where he's talking about uh, the abomination. I mean, they're just little tidbits. I mean, not everyone is going to be like the Agent Carter one, which was which was really good. There's there's no way they're going back and retconning anything that happened.
2: I don't think they can. I don't think they can. They don't know what they don't know what Robert Downey Jr. is going to do. Is he going to come back for Iron Man three? Why set up a character for? Why set up a new Mandarin for somebody who might not even be coming back to the franchise and doing another Iron Man film?
3: Yeah, I think all this is is going to be something. There'll be a little fun blurb just because Kingsley had fun with the Trevor character, and you yeah. guys hated. But I think that's what it's going to be about.
2: I think it's going to be something humorous with Trevor Slattery. Something like his day, like a, a day in the life of Trevor Slattery, and everybody will get a stupid laugh. And uh, I, I, I'm not looking forward to it, honestly. I'd rather see the whole. You know, what has, uh, Loki done with Odin thing, in all honesty. If I have to, if I have to fucking sit through Trevor Slattery one more time, fuck that shit. Next topic. Exactly. (laughs) Alright, guys. Uh, do you guys wanna, you guys wanna move on into the DC fantasy casting, or does anybody have any other news stories they wanna jump into?
4: I think we're good. I think we need to move into that DC casting.
2: Alright, yeah, let's go ahead. We're gonna pause real quick. Uh, we'll be right back. We're gonna talk about who we wanna see cast. Uh, with it, I think it's a good time to do this. With uh, you know some of the news coming out, we've got you know Ben Affleck as Batman and Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Those two are spoken for, and we know who our Superman's going to be. But who would we like to see as some of the other villains within this universe, and also some of the heroes? You know the Justice League members. Who do we want to see play these parts? So we're going to come right back, and we're going to talk about our DC fantasy casting picks. We're back. We're going to talk about who we want to see cast in the uh, DC movies. We know that the Just League film, that's what they're building towards. And so we want to be able to cast, like, we want to be able to fantasy cast. And how this works is there's no right or wrong answer either. I mean, we can disagree with each other's picks and be like, ah, I, w- I wouldn't want to see that person. But there's no right or wrong answer. You can pick whoever the fuck yeah. you want to. It doesn't have to be a sensible pick. It doesn't have to make sense. This is fantasy casting so we can pick whoever the fuck we want to and if you don't agree with it that's fine but that's what this is it's a fantasy casting so um let's start off i guess with uh i'm not uh, just you know members uh maybe villains and 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 other people that aren't within the justice league itself We'll, we'll get to the you know the big characters of the justice league you know like aquaman and and uh, Flash and and uh, Green Lantern later. Let's start off with some of the lesser tier characters, or maybe some villains. Do you guys have a character that you want to bring up first? Um,
4: sure, I have one. Um, uh, I, I had a fan cast for Mister Freeze. Oh, okay. Does anybody I, else have I a would... Mister Freeze? By the way,
2: I do not. Okay, me either. Go ahead.
4: I had, um, I had a Ray Fiennes for Mister Freeze. Voldemort himself, um, I think, would be an awesome Mister Freeze. Just. Uh, just doing some Google searches and shit of, 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 of Ray Fiennes, and uh, he, he just has the face for it, and he's a good actor. I mean, these comic book movies are going for top tier actors now. I mean, it's not B level celebrities anymore. So, uh, Ray Fiennes, uh, Mr. Freeze for me.
5: I like it.
3: Yeah, I like it. That's a good choice. I like it too. A I'm, I'm going to jump off. I'm going to jump on that because I got another Harry Potter actor here for Brainiac. Yeah. You got J- Jason Isaacs. Oh yeah, he was he was Malfoy's uh, oh, yeah. father. <coughs> in Harry Potter movies. Yeah, I think he had a. Was, I think it's a short-lived show on NBC. I don't remember if it's still on.
4: Oh yeah, um, that one where he was like in two realities at the same time. Or-
3: yeah, but I, th- I think he could pull off. You know, Brainiac because You know, when I when I when I see him as an as, as an actor, and when I when I think of that character, I think of somebody who can who can kind of project that kind of smart, but be kind of. Devious at the same time, and I think he's got that in uh, in his voice. He could always add, you know, add to the character depending on whatever reality or however they want to do to him, you know, with CG or prosthetics and stuff. But I think uh, I think Jason Isaacs would be a pretty good brainiac.
4: That's a good choice.
3: That's a good choice. It is a good choice. Yeah, I like that.
2: What other characters? Uh, Sean, give us one of yours. Um,
5: I don't have any villains though because. I- I mean, I don't really see any villains like that. That I don't know. Like I think Mark Strong for, for me with Esneca was really good as a villain. Yeah, I wish they yeah. would have done it with the movie, but I mean, Esneca with Mark Strong was really good for me as a you know that's it. I mean, good guys. I mean, when we jump into that, I got a, like Arsenal. Of okay, guys for that. Yeah, <laughs> All
2: right. yeah. Let's stick to uh, let's stick to some villains right now. Um, what about? Does anybody have a Riddler? I I, I like, do I okay. got a Riddler.
3: I got a Riddler. I have a Riddler
2: too. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, here we go. All right, let's start off with the Riddler. My Riddler is gonna be uh Mads Mikkelsen. Are you guys familiar with him? He's the uh yeah. actor who's Hannibal. Been, yeah, he's been playing Hannibal on NBC's Hannibal. The um, Hell Rising. Yeah. I think that I think I could see him in the role uh of the Riddler. I think that would be very cool. Um uh,
4: he's big. It's a big man.
2: So very i think that'd be i think that'd be an interesting choice for the riddler so yeah that that mads mickelson for for the riddler uh who do you guys have
4: i have uh for my riddler i would have jude law as my riddler just uh i was going for more of a uh, smaller he's he's not going to try and fight batman he's more to outwit him so i don't need to go for big muscles or a big big burly man he's he's out to try and uh outsmart batman so jude law is my riddler
3: that's, actually, that's, I, I like that one, because, yeah, I, I went with somebody you guys probably wouldn't think of, and I'm sure I'm going to get laughed at, but I don't care. I'm going with Justin Timberlake.
4: <laughs> I'm not laughing because it's funny.
3: <laughs> I, I just think that, uh, I actually think he's got some good acting chops, and I think uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him in a villain role. And, uh, I just thought that, uh, that, you know, he's not a big guy. And like, 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 you know, like you were saying, uh, Steve, you know, he's not gonna fight Batman. He's gonna try to outwit him and put him in things. I do not want anybody over the top like Jim Carrey was in, uh, in Batman Forever. But I I just thought that he can be, he could be cunning enough and he could be, he could be there, you know, I I just thought that he can, he could, he could have wits with him. And I thought it would be a different type of, uh, different type of actor for him.
4: Well, and Justin Timberlake's not exactly a bad actor. Like, I mean, he's not. He's been in a, mi- a hundred great movies. I mean, so it, it wouldn't be a, a too too big of a stretch. And you can't really, like, jump the gun on anybody who's casted lately. I, I mean, so many random people that you would never expect are getting cast. You
2: guys thought so. that people flip the fuck out when they cast Ben Affleck as Batman? Oh, my God. People are going to fucking uh. ride in the fucking streets if they cast fucking Justin Timberlake as the Riddler. I'll be right there in that fucking line.
4: The the skies would be red from the fires of cities. Yes, it would be pandemonium in the streets. I'm not denying that.
5: You you know who would be a good Riddler? Uh, Bill Hader. (laughs) He might be a good Riddler, Oh, my God. Now we're back to Jim Carrey. (laughs) We don't want that. It would just be funny, though. I don't know. (laughs) I like Bill Hader.
4: Not in this cinematic universe. This cinematic universe. We're dealing with the dark, gritty cinematic universe here. This isn't Marvel.
3: I'm trying to bring some light to it, so I'm going to have more more of these kind of uh, actors. So. Oh wow, this is going to be interesting.
4: <laughs> yeah, because I was casting for like possible real realities here.
3: <laughs> uh, I was casting for people who I would like to see in these roles. I mean, and some of them I think are, are reality. I don't. Hey, if they can cast Ben as Batman, I think they can cast Justin Timberlake as the Riddler.
4: I'm not denying. It. I, th- I think you're you're. Uh, I think. I, I, I would not be opposed to it, <laughs> but they then can, again, I taste
3: everything. So
2: well, They they can cast me as angry as fuck fan because those that I, I could – if Justin Timberlake is the Riddler, no. No, stick – stick stick. I mean stick to the comedy. Stick to your – I don't know. Stick to your semi-serious Stick films. to
4: your boo-boo. Stick to being boo-boo in the Yogi Bear movies, Justin Timberlake.
2: But, no, I don't want to see him as Riddler. But that's why we have a fantasy casting. So if a little wants okay, to see so- that, that's that's who he wants to see. Let's move on. Uh, we've yeah. got – does anybody have a Bane?
4: I don't have a Bane. I do not have a
2: Bane. I just thought, you know, with the recent rumor of uh, – you know, we saw that uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson had a meeting with DC. I was thinking maybe he could play Bane since he's a mm-hmm. big guy um, already. But uh, I'm not 100% sold on that either. So
4: I don't think I just don't think I want another Bane just yet. Well,
2: that's yeah. why that, that's why this is fantasy casting. It's you know, it, it True doesn't, that. doesn't True mean that. you want to see this character again. It just means like if you did see this character again, who would you want to see in that role? So,
4: yeah, I think if they cast Dwayne Johnson as Bane, I would be I mean, how can you not be excited about that? You know, it's going to be action packed. So,
2: yeah, um,
5: that being because the
4: rock what? is the shit.
5: That that bane role for the Rock, I don't think would work anyway because he's such a popular guy. That I don't think anybody would really want to see him as a bad guy, to be honest.
4: Yeah, you wouldn't want to put him behind a, a fucking full-on you know luchador mask. I, we movie. saw
2: Arnold Schwarzenegger play the Terminator in 1984's Terminator and as a villain, and he did a pretty damn good job.
3: Um, yeah, but that was before he got popular. That was yeah, that was
4: before he was Schwarzenegger. Yeah. The Rock is already the Rock. <laughs> yeah.
3: So. I, I, I agree with you there. I, I would I would rather see him play the villain just because he's always playing the hero or the good guy or the cop or this. But.
2: Yeah, let him stretch his legs a little bit and play the villain. Maybe he could yeah. do it.
4: But if you're talking about The Rock and being a villain, then you're going to dip right into my choice for The Rock as a villain, which is going to be Black Adam.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see that too. Yeah. So so if, a if the
4: rock, yeah, if The Rock was going to play a villain in DCU, I have him pegged as Black Adam.
5: But wouldn't you rather see him as Shazam? No. Black Adam? <laughs> okay.
4: I'd rather see him as Black Adam. He looks he, – I mean he just looks like him. He just – it's
5: just—it's it, perfect. Yeah, but oh. he, hasn't, he doesn't have any hair anymore either though. So he would have been Black Adam a couple years ago. Dennis,
2: come, <laughs> one of our listeners, Dennis Asparo, he, he sent me an email and one of his casting choices I thought was perfect was for Shazam. It was uh, – what's his name? Joe Manganella from True Blood and Magic Mike and yeah. he –
3: who played Flash
2: Thompson? He played he Flash inspired. Thompson. Yeah, uh, the thirty-year-old uh, Flash Thompson from the uh, amazing, from the Spider-Man film. Hmm, it's not bad. Yeah, I thought that would be a good Shazam. Actually, I, I like that choice. He sent that to me. So, um, all right, more villains. What do we got?
4: Um, does anybody have a? Are we are we getting into? Are we still sticking to lower tier? We're we jumping into the big boys.
1: We
2: can stick to lower tier if you got yeah, them.
3: Yeah, I got Killer Croc.
2: I have Killer Croc as well. None for
3: okay. me. I I, I put Ron, Perl- uh, Ron Perlman I had
2: Ron Perlman, too. Shut the fuck up. I have it right here on my fucking screen. I'll take a picture of it. That's
4: awesome. Uh, well, when you guys are done making out, we can find out why you have that written down.
2: When you're done what? thinking about us make out, we can talk about some <laughs> other pics, too. On, what wait, the wait, fuck wait, are wait, you fantasizing wait, over there, wait, wait, you sick wait, fuck? Wait.
5: I'm still, oh, wait, still let, me, let me say something real. Let me say something real quick. Is that just voice, right? This is the voice, over, just right? Just voice,
2: yeah. I mean, I don't want to see him like wearing some prosthetic uh, tail and and shit. Right. Yeah, I want to see. I, I want it to be like completely, you know, CGI, kind of like the Hulk or something like that. Not not that big, but yeah, that, I don't. I just want it to be uh, voice acting for Ron Perlman in, in that role yeah, of Killer Croc. I, Crock. That's I a agree
3: good with choice. that. I mean, you it's could use, could motion cap him easy and get a little bit more of the face features. But yeah, he's yeah. I don't want to see him like how they had him for Hellboy with that kind, but just soup him up even more. I don't think that would I don't think that would work. That's awesome. We had the same pick, dude. Well, there you, you go.
2: You totally cool. redeemed yourself after that Riddler bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I'll have some more. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm yeah. Sure. <laughs> we should just stop right here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Does anybody have a penguin? I have a penguin. My uh, no, I, I, no. Who is your penguin? I want to know who your penguin is, little. We
3: got Jonah Hill. Oh, fuck. Oh, what the fuck? What? <laughs> I was trying what? to make somebody who's short and stocky. I was like, <laughs> My wife laughed. She, she was laughing at me. She's like, let's just have Danny DeVito play him again. I'm no. Like, I don't no, even no, think no.
4: that was no good. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't even hold
3: have to. Up. It,
2: they can do. They can do. They can do things with. Uh, with they can. They can put like suit, like a suit on them to make a to make a uh, somebody else like, you know, yeah, shorter like, and stockier,
4: like John Leguizamo in Spawn. Exactly. Oh, that was horrible. That was
2: <laughs> we're not. We're not gonna get guys. No, we are not gonna go off the rails and start talking about fucking spawn. I'm
5: sorry. I'm sorry. I'm
4: sorry.
2: <laughs> we're not gonna talk about spawn. I tried, I
4: tried so hard, man. I threw it out there. Ooh, it almost sank.
2: It almost no, but uh, but Steve, I know what you're saying. That's what that's kind of like where I'm going. I was gonna look yeah. at. You guys aren't gonna know who I'm talking about. You can look him up on IMDb real quick if you want to. His name is. Uh, his, he's an actor. His name is. He plays a villain on uh, Sci Fi's Defiance. He plays Daytac, uh, Tony Curran. It's uh, C-U-R-R-A-N. Tony Curran, just like his nose (laughs) just looks (laughs) like the penguin's nose. He's got like this long hook nose anyway, and he plays a villain on that show. I think he'd be the perfect penguin if they did it. He's a thin guy, so they would have to, of course, put put him in a suit or something like that, but I think he'd be a really good penguin.
4: Jonah
5: Hill uh, is the that penguin. Guy, <laughs> that guy played. Uh, that guy what played.
2: The fuck, hold, 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 hold on, Steve's trying to say something intelligent.
5: <laughs> no, no,
4: I'm done.
2: Well, not Steve. To... I meant, I meant Sean. Shit, I'm confusing yeah, guy, you
5: guys. That guy played in a uh, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen as the um the Invisible Man, right?
2: Oh, I have no idea. I
5: think yeah, no, really? I
3: think you're right. He was. He's been in other things too. I'm trying to think of what I remember him from. Wasn't he in the He was in Underworld. He was an underworld. Yes, yes, he was an underworld. Yeah,
2: he's he's good. He's He's really he's really really good, good. and I think he'd be a fantastic penguin. Honestly, okay. uh, Any other characters that you guys? I mean, I've got I've got more. I've got plenty more. Oh yeah. Where do you guys want to go with this? Who next? Uh, Just throw out a name.
4: Harley Quinn. Quinn.
2: Harley Quinn. Let's do it. I got Allison Brie who plays on Community. I've got Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. I think, and
4: I have. Jamie Presley from five years ago.
2: Oh, that's impossible! But it's that's why it's fantasy casting. <laughs> that's why it's fantasy
4: casting. I know. Five years ago, Jamie Presley was was Harley Quinn.
2: Oh my god! I think Amelia Clark. I think you make her look like the new uh, the new fifty two Harley Quinn. I think she would be pretty awesome. Personally, um, let's see here. Moving on. Do we want to do a how about uh, how about Lobo? Anybody have a Lobo? I don't have a Lobo. I've told you know, Sean. I, that I that... didn't
4: have one planned yeah. out, but off the top of my head, Jason Momoa.
2: That's my guy. And I said, I said this back in episode 19 uh, of our podcast. So I said this a long time ago. Jason Momoa, I said it back mm-hmm. in episode 19 that he would be my Lobo. And Not the
4: new 52 Lobo, the classic Lobo.
2: Exactly. The classic. The new 52 Lobo looks like fucking. Uh, looks like
4: Twilight looks like Taylor Lautner up in there
2: looks like Robert Pattinson and shit (laughs) All right. Uh, what about okay you guys want to do Catwoman I don't have anybody for Catwoman yeah neither do I Jennifer Lawrence
3: Ah.
2: Jennifer Lawrence is my Catwoman
3: (laughs) yeah I could (laughs) see it I could see see it
2: it. trust me guys watch
5: what's that Jennifer Lawrence is a hawk girl
4: hawk girl oh Jennifer Lawrence is a hawk girl yeah not, not, <laughs> not hot girl. Yeah,
5: not hot girl. Hot on, man. girl. <laughs> hot, hot girl. Hot girl. Even though we're talking about feelings, I'm sorry to jump the gun. I'm sorry, Brian.
2: That's fine. Uh, does anybody have a two-face?
4: No,
5: but I mean, I'll
4: take this moment to say that I loved Aaron Eckhart as two-face. Holy shit, that was great. But uh, I, I didn't have anybody else peg as two-face. Not off the top of my head, no.
2: Um, I'm going to go with somebody that they actually talked about having uh, – that could have possibly played batman i'm gonna go with josh brolin as two-face
4: oh that would work that would work pretty nicely actually that's good that's a good choice
2: yeah i like it i like it i think that would be good i mean you know they talked about him being batman i think it'd be interesting to bring him in there as a villain actually yeah
4: josh so. brolin would be a great two-face you're right on the money there man that's a good one
2: thank you what anybody have a gorilla garage i think it, we know who the obvious choice is
4: Andy Circus.
2: Yeah, exactly. I had it too. <laughs> Andy Circus doing motion capture for Gorilla Grodd in a Flash movie. That's. I don't think we need to elaborate any more on that. Does anybody have? Let's let's do another hero in the uh, Batman and and uh, Robin universe. Let's do uh, Nightwing. Does anybody have a Nightwing?
4: I got a Nightwing. I have Ian Summerholder as a Nightwing. He was on Vampire Diaries and Lost. He's just got the perfect face. He's got that classic like comic book. Action hero face, and that's my pick for Nightwing.
3: I I have Zac Efron.
4: They look, they look these two guys, Ian Summerholder and Zac Efron, look like they're twins. So yeah, you're pretty close there.
2: I have uh, Ben Barnes. He played uh, Prince Caspian in the uh, Prince Caspian, the uh, Narnia movie, and then uh, he was Dorian also Dorian Gray. Yeah. yeah, that's I have
4: that's that's really good too.
2: Yeah, that's I've got Ben Barnes. So, that's really good as my too. Nightwing. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's go into let's see here. I think we're ready to do either who do you who do you want to do? Joker or Lex Luthor next?
4: I'll go well, let's do Lex Luthor.
2: Okay. Because
4: Le- the other day when Sean was on here the uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about Lex Luthor and I dropped it that Michael Fassbender would be a great Lex Luthor, and that's still my pick. Michael Fassbender for Lex Luthor.
3: A little do you have a Lex Luthor? Please tell me you got a Lex Luthor. I do. I have Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh wow! Huh. Oh, I think I think Leo can can pull that off. He can pull the you know, looking at him like in in Django. Mm-hmm. I think you know, just seeing his character in, in that movie, um, in The Great Gatsby, um, seeing how he can turn on the charm and turn it off so well, and he's got that in him. And I think Leo. You know, you shave his head, I think you've got, you've got Lex Luthor.
2: All right, right, I'm. Uh, this is my Lex Luthor. This is the guy who I think would be able to just nail this role down. And there are images of him on the Internet with a bald head. All you have to do is do his name search with bald, and you will see them. And this guy is Lex Luthor. I think he can pretty much play any character he sets his mind to. Daniel Day-Lewis as Lex Luthor.
4: Wow. That's that's good. that's good. It's fantasy that's casting, top. guys. Yeah, that's it's fantasy casting. That's top tier, man. That would be that would be incredible. That would be incredible if they were able to get it. Could you imagine? Wow. No, that's great. That's good.
2: Yeah, I mean, if we're going if we're going to talk fantasy casting like who we'd want to see. That's it. That's my guy, Daniel Day-Lewis as Lex Luthor. I mean, he becomes these characters. And oh my god, this is such a rich and deep character. It's. I could totally see uh, Daniel Day Lewis just running with this fucking. It guy. would be.
4: It would be crazy. It'd be like. It would be like a clinic. It would be so good.
2: <laughs> it would be. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> it would be awesome. It would be. It would be really I, can I, crazy.
5: Can I, can I clap for you right now on that one? Because that was a fucking. That was on the money. That was actually that, probably. The, that's, that's, that's yeah. The money. That's. Wow. Yeah, guys. It, it,
2: it ain't gonna get any better. Th- for, uh, better than that for me this episode yeah, so. we
4: just we just blew our wad that's it that was i, the popped coach left
2: I day feel day. like george costanza in a meeting like that that <laughs> should have been that should have been the first thing i said and i'm out the door
4: <laughs> it's all downhill from here
2: exactly <laughs> um let's let's go with uh the joker so uh yeah. what, what do you guys got for the joker
5: all right, I'll go first. For Daniel the- Day-Lewis.
4: <laughs> oh. <laughs> everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis for every everything.
2: Everything.
4: For, yes. um, for the Joker, if we're doing fan casting, he's already a villain in the Marvel Universe, so I have Tom Hiddleston as the Joker.
2: Wow. Wow, interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's a good – I like it. I like it. Cool. He's got it,
4: man. It, he could transition so well to being another villain in the DCU, and still he could bring over all that fan base, Yep. and he's just playing on that. Well, and it's,
2: he'd be perfect. It's fantasy Hold casting, on. Steve. It's fantasy casting. It, there's That's no it. right or wrong answer here.
5: Yeah. Oh, fuck, fuck that. Hold up, Brian. I said I said Tom Hilton last week, and you said no.
2: As the Joker?
5: Weeks, like, oh, yeah.
2: You know what? I'm full of shit then. Fuck Brian from last week, right? <laughs> fuck that guy. Fuck, fuck Brian from last
3: week. Brian from last well, week I is think, a dick. I think we were talking about it in reality, though, right? I mean, you yeah, said, why yeah. couldn't he play it? And I agree, he, he, he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. But as a
4: fantasy casting, it's perfect.
2: As a fantasy casting, Sean, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll give it up. I'll give it up, okay. yeah. That that would be cool. That, that'd that be a cool choice. Okay,
4: okay that's mine. Who's next? The Lil?
3: I, I have Adrian Brody. Oh, shit. Yeah, Okay.
2: I just, yeah, I, 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 I have, I have, we seen him play a villain in a movie yet?
3: No, but have, did no. we see Heath Ledger play a villain in a movie? Yet? No, 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 no. I'm just asking. I'm not, yeah. I'm not. Oh. I, I, like this
2: whole fucking show is like a debate to you guys. I'm asking a simple fucking question. <laughs> oh, fuck you.
4: <laughs> a little, yeah, a little, just like take a step back came at you with a lift like Like if I would have asked
2: if I I would have asked Alil like right now hey Alil do you like sloppy joes he's automatically going to assume that I fucking hate sloppy joes and he's got to defend sloppy joes when in all honesty I'm having a fucking I'm having fucking dinner over at my place next week and I just want to know if he wants to eat sloppy joes with me (laughs) <laughs> Don't be so goddamn defensive.
3: Hey, no, I was just—it was—it was after the Timberlake Yeah, you know. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Lil's on edge, man.
4: Lil's on edge.
2: It's he's cool. It's—it's it's cool, man. No,
3: I think he's got—I think he's got the face, man. I think he can pull that classic—that classic face uh, with the Joker. Yeah, I just—I just thought he looked it. He's got the acting chops. I think he can pull it off. All
2: right, I'm going to go with mine. Do you guys have uh, IMDb up on your computers? I do. Yeah. Uh, I okay. Do. This actor, he played a really good villain in a movie that just came out last year that we did kind of... We did review. We had a semi-review on it. um, uh, Prisoners. uh, And he played a character in that movie. I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but he played a character that was kind of evil. uh, Paul Dano.
4: Oh, yeah. I know Paul Dano. He was in There Will Be Blood with your boy, Daniel (laughs) Day-Lewis.
2: But it's uh, D-A-N-O, Paul Dano. And um, I I think that... uh, He's an up and coming and actor, he, and he does play villainous roles very well in films. Um, I, I think uh, put, some, put some makeup on him, and, and we've, got, we've got a Joker. The only problem that I would have, like, if, we're, if this wasn't fantasy casting, is the, the route that they've gone with, with Ben Affleck being, you know, 41. Paul Dano is, uh, he was born in 84, so there's quite a bit of age difference there between him and Ben Affleck which I'd kind of want to see a Joker closer to the age of Ben Affleck. So, if this wasn't this is just for fantasy casting, that would that would be my guy Paul Dano. But on the flip side, Heath Ledger was quite a bit younger than um, than uh, Christian Bale. So,
4: yeah, age is only a number in Hollywood, man. It yeah. can make you look at at old way older than you are. So,
5: Right. So that, that, that guy is that, that guy is pretty good. I seen I did watch Prisoners, Prisoners the other day, and yeah. it was
2: actually really fucking good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
5: Paul Dano's good. Actor. Yeah. Paul Dano's
1: good
2: stuff. Yeah, he'd be my he'd be my choice for Joker. Now, all right, let's move into uh, let's move into some of the heroes. Um, do you well, guys want to? Hey, what before, what's going on?
4: Before we before we get to heroes, sure. Um, solid heroes. There's like some side characters like uh, James Gordon. He's not really a hero. But if you're gonna have a new Batman movie, you're gonna have to have a new Jim Gordon. Right, right. So um, I fantasy casted Jim Gordon as a uh, previous frontrunner for like a fan casting for Lex Luthor. I, I made James Gordon Brian Cranston.
5: Oh shit! Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Damn right, that's good. Yeah, so, that's.
4: I, I never saw Brian Cranston as Lex Luthor, but I can see Brian Cranston as James Gordon all day. Not only does he look like him, he actually voiced him in the animated movie Batman Year One. And nailed fucking every goddamn word of it. So Brian Cranston is James Gordon
2: for me. I like this. I like what we're putting together, guys. I like this. I like this movie, except for fucking uh, (laughs) the Riddler. (laughs) Yeah. No, actually, I'm going to go with if we're going to do if we're going to do the Riddler, like we should have like by the time we're done with this, we should have like a fucking like vote on like who wins. But like honestly, I like Jude Law as the Riddler. I love that. Uh,
3: I do too. I I, I think Jude Law wins. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, before we before we give the heroes, did anybody have any more villains? I I still have one more. Yeah, go for it, man. And and the funny thing is, is I wrote this down, and it, it was it was more of a joke, and it is kind of a joke. But uh, uh, Dan Hunter on our uh, on our Facebook page also posted it. I thought for Bizarro Superman, wouldn't it be hilarious to have Nicolas Cage?
2: Oh my God, yes! Because of the he was a he was gonna be Superman. Yeah,
3: that Superman Lives movie, and I I just like right when we were talking about, like, when we talked about planning this, that was the first name I wrote down just because I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, he should be Bizarro. And uh, and then he wrote it on, on Facebook, and I'm like,
2: damn it! And everybody would be like, why is Bizarro trying to steal the Declaration of Independence? <laughs>
3: but, I, I, and, then, and then it goes back to that community episode, because is Nicolas Cage good or bad? I just, I just thought that that was hilarious that he should play Bizarro in that Superman Lives suit that they had those pictures of online.
2: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's pretty yeah. funny actually.
3: And if we're gonna do a Wonder Dog, um, Channing Tatum from. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well,
4: that was a little joke of the night. Man, that took a long time so, to get there.
3: Yeah, I had, to, I had to throw in Channing Tatum somewhere. He's gonna be Superman in the Lego movie. <laughs> that's so true. So nobody
4: else, ha- nobody else has a Jim Gordon. Just means just Francis? you, is just that, is you, that agreed and upon. And I, I mean, think that's,
2: I think that's the best pick. I don't think anybody's gonna come up with anything better than, than that. So that's a, that's a good pick.
4: All right. So I think we're gonna start dipping into heroes, right? Because we want to hear some more from Sean. Sean, we need to get him back into the show here. All right.
2: Okay. Sorry. okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about? Okay, Green Arrow. Anybody um, have a Green Arrow?
1: Yeah, I got I
4: Charlie Hunnam. Oh, son of a bitch, Alil, I got Charlie Hunnam too. Damn, Charlie Hunnam all day on
2: Green Arrow, dude. All right, I had uh, I had somebody different. I had uh, Josh Holloway from Lost. Yeah, as uh, my Green Arrow. Talking. Moving on, let's do. How about uh, Cyborg? Oh,
4: I got a Cyborg. Okay, um, I got that. Uh, Chadwick Boseman. He's um.
2: He's. Oh, he was from Forty Two.
4: Yes, exactly. Oh, he was that. awesome. Yeah, I want that is my cyborg. I mean, just just bring up his face. It's it's perfect. Chadwick Boseman. That's yeah. I, I, I had his IMDb up here a second ago, but um, yeah, that's my pick for cyborg.
5: I actually actually myself, I don't like Michael B. Jordan as cyborg. To be honest,
4: I had him down at first too, but when I when I looked up a picture of Chadwick Boseman, like his what is that thumping. Person, Looks better.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I was just I was clicking the mouse. Okay, my my cyborg is a guy who's already playing kind of a android is uh, Michael Ely.
4: Toss it. <laughs> I was waiting for it, Steve. I paused. I was
3: waiting for it.
2: Wow. Yeah, you're really not thinking outside the box there, a You're just that's that's well, like that's a low hanging fruit right there, man.
3: That was, but I like it. I th- I um. thought you know I I thought about the character and I thought I thought he would play it well.
4: You know, there's not supposed to be any wrong answers in this, but...
3: Yeah, but Alil's
2: actually finding (laughs) a way to fuck that up.
4: I'm wrong. Justin Timberlake and Michael Ealy for Alil's... uh, 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 Alil's like...
2: (laughs) You guys guys do realize in a lot of Justin Timberlake songs, he does have a lot of riddles in there, so...
3: It just makes sense. (laughs) He does rap, I mean, he knows how to rhyme
2: first off i'm gonna say uh dave from the website he had uh he had his own cyborg he went with uh i'm not really familiar with the actor harold perrineau from zero dark 30 lost uh 28 weeks later not familiar with him is anybody else familiar with his body of work no i don't know Nope. okay
3: he uh wasn't he also in uh he was in um the matrix movies was in he? the sequels. Not in the original Matrix. He was in the sequels.
2: Let me look here. I'm actually looking at his IMDb right now. He was on Blade, the TV series.
4: <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that was a
2: gem. Uh, he was in Garfield Gets Real. Oh, he yeah. was. He was in uh, Matrix Revolutions. He played yeah,
3: he
2: was. Link? He was yeah. Link? Cool. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I went with uh, my mine was uh, he's playing Bishop in uh, Days of Future Past Omar Sy. Okay, yeah,
4: I know who you're talking about.
2: I, he's a great actor, and I can't believe that they're probably just going to piss him away as Bishop. I love the character of Bishop. I just don't think Brian Singer is going to know what to do with him. I think he's going to be like a cameo. Does anybody have a Martian Manhunter? I do. I got one. Go for it,
4: Juman Hansu. Is my Martian Manhunter?
2: I know who that is. Uh,
4: Gladiator.
2: Gladiator. Uh, Blood Diamond.
4: That's it. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Who else?
5: Constantine. Constantine.
2: Constantine. Sean, did you say you had him too?
5: Yeah, I did. I had him like years back, man. I've always been a fan of his, so I think automatically he's 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 automatically my Martian Manhunter, no matter
2: what. Yeah,
4: he's perfect too. Oh man, it'd be great.
2: You guys are gonna think I'm nuts. A little. Did you have one for Martian Manhunter?
3: Yeah, I, I actually um,
2: Justin Timberlake again, guys. I got to go.
3: <laughs> I was thinking about MC Hammer. Um, <laughs> no, actually, I had him. I had uh, I had him written down, and then I had The Rock because I figured if The Rock was going to play a hero, that's probably who they were trying to cast. But I I do like uh, uh, Jamal Mansoor, uh especially because I, I remembered it from The Gladiator. So.
2: You guys are going to think I'm nuts, but my Martian Manhunter would be... If, and the only reason he's going to be... Tell me if I'm nuts. If I, Okay, 100% CGI, and I just, I just want... I think the actor's too old to actually just play him. I want the voice of Michael Dorn, Worf, from Star Trek, The Next Generation, to be my Martian Manhunter.
4: It's fantasy, it's fantasy casting, Brian. I know, so, so I was... <laughs>
2: I would go with Michael Dorn. I I, I just think uh, that's who I have always wanted to be: Martian Manhunter. Twenty years ago, <laughs> so unfortunately, he is uh, he's like sixty now. So it's like
4: yeah. you can you can have War from ten years ago. I can have Jamie Presley from five years ago. See, we're building a movie in the past.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. There is that. Okay, um, th- this is uh, Dave from the website. This is uh, he wanted John Ham. <laughs> I don't get that pick at all.
5: That
2: makes no sense. As way. Martian Manhunter? As Martian Manhunter. Hmm. No, it can't be right. He had to have switched these. No. <laughs> he had to have switched these. Okay, guys. Yeah, I'm reading. The, he he sent this to me like that, but I, I had to read these wrong. Okay. It has to be Michael Jai White as Martian Manhunter.
4: That has to be it. That, that makes a lot more sense than John Ham.
2: He switched them. That he switched them. He gave it to me wrong. Okay, so John Ham is somebody later then. <laughs> this makes more sense. But he this is how I, I just copied and pasted what he put. Now it makes sense. So yeah, Martian Manhunter Martian Manhunter is Michael J. White. Okay. Let's move on to do you want to move on to Aquaman?
4: Yeah, let's do it.
2: Alright, who do you guys have as your Aquaman?
4: I've been going first a lot lately, so I'll let somebody else go first.
2: I'll go first. I then. got. Oh, go ahead, I Sean.
5: Got, I got um Alexander Skarsgard
2: mm. from Two Blood. Yeah, yeah, and he's gonna be Tarzan.
5: Yeah, yeah. So I like him too. He's he doesn't look bad. He could be an Aquaman. No one gives a fuck
2: about Aquaman, but. You can be Aquaman. Awesome. Oh, man. I love Aquaman. Don't even talk. Oh, no.
5: Aquaman's
4: fucking
2: awesome. Aquaman, if you're not reading the new Jeff Johns run, he just got off the book, actually. Now Jeff Parker's taking over the book. But Jeff Johns has reimagined and reinvented that character, and he's pretty damn awesome. I don't give a fuck what Robot Chicken says. Aquaman is a badass. Alil, do you have an Aquaman? I,
3: you guys are going to hate me, but I don't care. I, I'm going with Neil Patrick Harris.
4: Oh, my God. <laughs> What, what is happening?
3: I, I don't know. What
4: movie are you building in your head?
5: I am Justin kind of,
2: Timberlake, Jonah Hill, and Neil, Neil Pat- and Patrick, Neil Patrick
5: Harris. Harris. Yes. Turn off his mic. Turn off his mic. <laughs> <laughs> what?
4: what is, oh my goodness me! Ah. Yeah,
3: all right. Do you do you want? Okay, I'm I'm not going to argue. It, that's fine. You guys can all bash it, but that's fine. I, I think <laughs> that he can do it. He can do the role very well, and uh, Aquaman. I just think I just think he would fit as an Aquaman. I, I do like um, I can't remember his name from Catching Fire, who uh who you were talking about when we first talked about Catching Fire. What, what
2: was that actor's name? Are you talking about the guy that I wanted to play Aquaman?
3: Yeah, in Catching Fire. Yeah,
2: Sam Claflin. That's that's my choice.
3: I knew you were going to go with him, so yeah. I wanted to think outside the box. So I thought that's if we're oh, going that's. that's- that's definitely
2: outside. If the box. we were yeah. going,
3: okay. Hey, okay. Uh, super, we've superman, superman, superman. If, if we got a brooding Batman, if we got a brooding everybody, I wanted somebody who can bring some comedy into this. Flash, yeah. Well, I've okay, got wait, a different flash. Wait till we go to Flash. I
4: still, okay, so I haven't given my Aquaman yet. My Aquaman, could be army hammer. That's my choice.
2: Hmm. That's why it's fantasy casting, boys. <laughs>
5: exactly. <Yes. laughs>
2: That's why it's right. fantasy casting. I mean, I, you know, I liked Army Hammer too. That's why it's fantasy casting, though, because uh, DC is not going to hand it over to to Army Hammer after that Lone Ranger mess. I, I loved Lone Ranger. Don't get me wrong, but it, I know
4: that's what I was about to say. Like, yeah. I, I that movie was
2: pretty awesome. But it. a Lil's choice and Neil Patrick Harris—that takes the cake, man. Wait for it. Wait for it, Superman. It's going to be legend. Wait for it, Derry. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Let's... He, he's not—he's not Barney Stinson for everything he does.
2: Oh, I know, and I'm not trying to say he's typecast. I mean, he—he, he, I mean, everybody called him Doogie for years, and then he reinvented himself in the Harold and Kumar movie, and then he did it again with uh, Barney Stinson. I'm not saying, but I, I just can't see audiences. I don't know. A little. I'm just. I'm not. You're not selling me, man. All right, that's fine. That's why it's fantasy casting.
5: Exactly. Cut off his mic. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> All right, do you guys want to go with um, Green Lantern or Flash next? I think those are the last two, unless you guys had Hawkman or anything like that.
4: Um, yeah, we can go with Green Lantern. I, ha- I have a John Stewart and a Hal Jordan. I do too. Okay, so sh- let's, go with, with, let's go with John Stewart first. Okay. So for my John Stewart, I've been saying it for weeks now, I had Idris Elba as my John
1: Stewart.
2: Okay, uh, for my John Stewart, I had uh, Ojefor. Uh, It's it's Actually, it's pronounced Chuitel Ejiofor from uh, 12 Years a Slave and he was also what what movie was I watching the other day he played a villain oh um uh, Four Brothers with uh, Mark Wahlberg
1: yeah Yeah.
2: oh yeah
4: holy shit
2: yeah you're right yeah
5: I still like I still like Idris (laughs) (laughs) Elba you still like Idris Elba
2: Yeah no I mean it's a good pick I mean yeah Idris Elba is Green Lantern it's just uh, you know that's why yeah like we've been saying this whole time it's fantasy casting so um, who, uh, in case,
4: yeah in case the audience didn't know it's fantasy
2: casting yeah exactly we've been saying that should be like the that's, <laughs> that's that's what we should name the name the episode it's fan- that's why it's fantasy casting Let's see here um, I had Michael Jai White you did yeah yeah that's that's i think
4: is that <laughs> that could have been what dave was actually saying
2: i don't know see that's the thing i don't know if dave was talking about <laughs> but dave then dave had john ham as 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 martian manhunter but john ham could have been hal jordan or i don't know it's just it's weird i'm gonna have to talk to dave about this one but anyway yeah so who um,
4: do you have as john stewart
2: me oh yeah i already said owes you for.
4: oh shit you did Who was left then? No, nobody was left.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, What about Hal Jordan? Green Lantern, Hal Jordan. I got Ryan Reynolds. I'm just joking. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was like, no. (laughs) What? Sean, you're off
5: the podcast.
3: I got got the artist Snow from 12 Inches of Snow. Um, (laughs) No. I have Liam Hemsworth.
1: Okay.
3: Hmm. Mm. His brother can pull off Thor. I think he can pull off Hal Jordan. Mm.
4: Yeah, no. You're getting
3: a lot of all right. That's okay. fine. Yeah, that's you know what? That's fine. You, I, was, I was I was expecting comp- so
2: much more from you, Alil. So what? All what do right. these listeners really needs to compile? Like <laughs> whose list?
4: Like like Alil's Justice League and have like that whole cast. Right <laughs>
3: Oh my God! Should <laughs> I recast Batman? Then I don't.
4: I'd be terrified of who you would cast as Batman.
2: Rick Moranis as Batman. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's bizarre, man. All right, we're back. Had some technical difficulties there, but Steve, you were just about to tell us who you wanted to see as uh, your Hal Jordan Green Lantern.
4: Yeah, my pick for Hal Jordan Green Lantern is going to be Chris Pine. The uh, current James T. Kirk in the Star Trek universe, Chris Pine is going to be my Hal Jordan.
2: Okay, yeah, I've also thought that you know he he might be a good uh, Green Lantern as well. Um, I think this is where Dave wanted John Ham, hmm. so I that think that's sense. where he wanted. Uh, oh, by the way, everybody, Sean had to get off the podcast. It's really late. He's out. Uh, he's further out east, so it's an hour. He's an hour ahead of us. He had to get off the podcast and get some sleep so uh thanks a lot sean for helping out um and everybody needs to go to our website uh, www.popcultureleftovers.com and check out all the cool work that he uh, has done over there on the site as well as david griffin he's uh our writer uh for the website um so definitely check that out but back to the casting a little did you have a green lantern or did you already i don't remember if you went over your uh, green lantern.
3: yeah i said uh no. liam Hemsworth. oh that's yeah you guys all yeah. just moaned. And we, 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 you, didn't you, care. You, you and... actually blocked
4: that, Brian. But you had you went and you went and you know you got it all over again. You just
2: well, I forgot because it was that bad. <laughs> um, I blocked it out. Yeah. <laughs> so um, oh, God,
3: you know. Okay,
4: so I guess we're gonna move on to Flash now, right? Y'all yeah. Flash?
2: Yeah. You guys want to finish with Flash?
4: Let's finish it up.
2: All right. Um, A little. Yeah, which Who's your flash? Yeah, which uh, Saturday Night
3: Live cast member did you have as the Flash? I don't, I don't have any Saturday Night Live cast member. I've got Michael B. Jordan as the Flash. Yep. Would he be
2: Barry Allen or Wally West? I, I'd probably have him as Barry Allen. Okay,
4: hmm, not where I was going. <laughs> nah,
2: same, same here. Now, now, uh, who would you have as uh, Flash, Steve?
4: I have Bradley Cooper. He's sticking to the same age group as the rest of the people on the list. Um, he's he's you know late thirties. Bradley Cooper is my Flash.
2: Guys, I never told you who I wanted as uh, Green Lantern, did I? No, you didn't. No, uh, I picked uh, Michael Fassbender. Oh. Wow. As my no
4: way, that's my Lex Luthor.
2: Um, let's see here. Okay, my Flash. This is the one that I kind of struggled with, but I think. I don't know. You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Uh, and it doesn't matter because it's a fantasy casting. I picked Ryan Gosling as Flash.
3: You know, I, I was thinking about him. I, I really was, but I wanted to go something something different with Flash. Um, yeah, I like it. I like Gosling.
2: And then uh, Dave chose uh, Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor in uh, Smallville. He chose him as uh, the Flash in this, in this, in this universe, I love Michael Rosenbaum. Don't get me wrong, I do. And he actually tested out for the part of Star Lord that Chris Pratt actually got. He had a, he actually tested for
3: it too. So
4: I think I think Michael Rosenbaum actually did some voice work as the Flash too. Did in he? One of those T C animated movies.
3: Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he he did. And uh, I met him at Wizard World this last August. He was freaking hilarious. Oh, I I,
2: I have him on my Facebook and uh, and. Uh, he he he's always posting something very cool and funny. He's a, he's an awesome guy. Um he was in a really sh- in a show that didn't get a lot of love um uh breaking in with uh Brett Harrison and and Christian Slater and it was a really funny show on Fox that only lasted a couple seasons and he was in that. He was great. But uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with the fantasy casting. Can't say that I agreed with everybody's picks, but it was interesting to see what everybody chose.
4: But that's why it's Fantasy casting.
3: Exactly. All right. and, and I've got two makeup announcements, all right, guys, because I have two names written down since you guys did not like my comedic route. Uh, for the Riddler, I have Sam Rockwell, who played uh, oh, Justin yeah. Hammer, Iron Man 2.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay.
3: I like that a lot think, better than I Justin you, Timberlake. All right. <laughs> uh, that, those are my more serious roles. And then for Aquaman, I, I did also have uh, Sam Worthington. From uh, Avatar.
4: And Wrath of the Titans, Clash yeah. of the Titans. Isn't he just, isn't he just like, uh, he's just like, he's so just boring. that same fucking guy.
2: He's so all boring.
4: All the goddamn time. Yeah,
2: he's like, uh, he's like, man, it's like, I don't know,
3: what'd you eat for breakfast, toast? He's like toast.
2: <laughs> With no butter.
3: Yeah. Well, I still would rather see the old Patrick Harris. And he's not Wonder to Red to Toast either. Wonder ne- doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What? Neil Patrick Harris is Aquaman. I won't I'm never. telling you, man. I think, I think in that universe, throwing in NPH would be hilarious, and it would boost up the movie.
4: It would be like the the corniest shit you've ever seen if a fucking whale comes flying out of the ocean with dopey-ass Neil Patrick Harris and Speedos standing on top of him with a trident, just standing there all... Like, oh my god. It's like it's like the dumbest shit you've ever seen in your life. Like that image is like what the hell? Uh, because
3: you're because you're, you're imagining it to be him like in his character now.
4: Oh my god. I don't know, man. I don't think I could do it.
2: I just I just I I yeah, I really want to see him in like in like orange spandex. oh i'm not buying it a little i'm not i love i love neil patrick harris but i'm not i'm not seeing him as a superhero in this universe no and we
4: know how he does with cg creatures he he wouldn't be convincing talking to fish you see how he talks to them smurfs
3: it wouldn't work
2: just wouldn't work man
3: you know what? I have not watched either of those movies,
2: and I know I understand Neil Patrick Harris. He played he he was the voice of the Flash and the DC movies and stuff like that, and that's cool and all. But I just don't want to see him in live action. But that's why it's fantasy casting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we've gone on, we've droned on long enough tonight. So um, let's wrap this one up. Um,
4: first show of the new year, guys. First show yeah. of twenty fourteen.
2: Um, I, I, wouldn't you guys think that? Um, barring any like huge news next week, do you guys want to have a guilty pleasures episode?
4: Yeah. Yeah. You were talking about that. And I think that'd be a great idea. Like you said, barring any major news and I'm sure that something's going to come out before, you know, next Sunday that we'll have to talk about. But I think that we can focus on that for
2: sure. Yeah. We're definitely going to have, you know, good pop, bad pop and (coughs) and news, but like, unless like, you know, there's another announcement like Ben Affleck is cast as Batman. I think it's safe to say that we could have a, uh, a guilty pleasures episode. And, and uh you know basically talking about you know what some of our guilty pleasures are maybe things that we're kind of not 100% uh you know happy that uh, that we don't want to share with everybody stuff that we watch or like that maybe other people don't know we don't voluntarily tell people so like a like a kind of like a shameful thing <laughs> um i have, i have tons of them i know i've revealed a few of them on previous episodes but trust me there's more so um i <laughs> Yeah, so they, we can have a Guilty Pleasures episode, I think, next week. So look forward to that. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you for the first episode of 2014. You know, stick with us. It's going to be a fun year.
4: Oh, yeah, we've got plenty coming up, man. Plenty of great movies this year coming out, G- going to get reviewed. It's just busy, busy, busy.
2: All right, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Um, and just like all – what the hell this – how the fuck does that saying go?
4: sorry Dana sorry
2: I know man every week I do this shit and I thought I had this written down this week god damn it I'm gonna edit this out and I'll just I'll shorten this fucking shit it'll sound oh
4: you you get to edit out when you fuck up that's what power like. that's why you're like you're like Jesus you're like God you're just like I have the power to edit my mistakes but all you bitches below me
2: (laughs) that's exactly what I say you're an eternal fuck up now shut the hell up I'm gonna edit this out (laughs) actually no i'm gonna keep it in now fuck it it must it must stay and just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bag thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening we'll see you next week good night everyone thanks for listening to pop culture leftovers congratulations i don't know how you did it i couldn't do it you people need a t-shirt saying i just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. And as always, check out our website, www.popcultureleftovers.com. We've got great articles there, comic reviews, movie reviews, television reviews. It's awesome. Check it out. And if you're interested in writing for the site, uh, we definitely need more writers. So send an email to domesticateddave at gmail.com. And if David Griffin likes what he reads, he'll get in contact with you, and you can be part of the team. Remember, this is a non-paying gig, but it's a really cool way to have your voice heard, and we'd love to read your submissions. So get in contact with David, and thank you.
0: And check us out on Tumblr, too, motherfuckers. (laughs) And don't forget, we're on Instagram, too. (laughs) Yeah, that just happened.
2: Hey, guys. It's Brian again. Um, Welcome to After the Podcast. I just kind of wanted to go over a few thoughts that I had after we had recorded it's uh, Monday morning, so the day after the recording, and you know we had our fantasy casting. I had a lot of fun doing it. There was a couple things I did want to clear up. First, I did want to say that Dave did pick John Hamm as Martian Manhunt as Martian Manhunter, and he had Michael Jai White as his John Stewart, his Green Lantern. He also had chose uh, Adam Copeland. As Aquaman, I guess Adam Copeland, uh, plays, uh, a sheriff on the, on the, uh, sci-fi show Haven. So, um, I wanted to go over that. Now, I did want to bring up one of a Lil's picks, Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman is a character that for years people have given shit about that they can't take him seriously. He, and he's become a joke. And, uh, he's been a character that, that DC has had to, had Jeff John's kind of, Uh, reimagine the character and make him more of a badass. And, um, you know, I think with Alil's pick of Neil Patrick Harris, they're actually, you're taking the characters another step backwards from like, you know, what DC's trying to do with the character. You know, you've got a character who everybody laughs at, jokes about, and Robot Chicken laughs at him. Uh, Big Bang Theory laughs at him. Family Guy laughs at him. And now, Alil's wanting to put Neil Patrick Harris in there I don't think it does the character justice that's just my opinion though so maybe after Alil hears me talk about this maybe next week he can bring this up and tell me you know what he thinks now after the podcast what he thinks about my statement about Neil Patrick Harris not not really being a great choice I, I think it t- kind of takes a step back for the character so uh, hey thanks for listening to after the podcast and we'll see you guys next week
0: ready like seven million podcasts, talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a warm brat. But it's all been done before. And we don't wanna be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the floor cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Toss it, good it, taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it, let's embrace it Tupperware party, subculture spill over Like a vulture, carry over, counterculture Bush over, pop culture Leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this hot culture leftovers Podcast that original and good Already been done before, so we should. Separate the wheat from the chaff. And we're the chaff. The crap. Even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, 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 it's a trap toss it good and taste it do we love it hey let's face it can't erase it let's embrace the tupperware party subculture spill over like a vulture carry over counterculture push over pop culture leftover and with the uncool kids what's to say has already been said leftover pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture left. is gonna taste it do we love it hey let's face it can't erase it let's embrace the tupperware party, party. subculture spill over like a vulture carryover counterculture pushovers. over pop culture leftovers and with the uncool kids what's to say already been said Leftovers. pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers